hello uh welcome to dms after dark live not live uh, greetings and salutations from the here. past uh, it is uh march 29th because we are grown adults with horrible horrible schedules and we are sorry but mm-hmm. we would like good society to finally get the conclusion it goddamn deserves so here we are uh for those of you that uh, missed the first, uh, the character creation and the two story parts that followed, uh, a lot of this might not make sense, but that's okay. Uh, if you want to jump in at part three, fuck it. We don't tell you what to do. We're not your parents. You and it's been a month since we played, so a lot of it's not going to make sense to us either. So Yeah, so we're sorry. Um, but parts, in one, parts one and two and our character creation. So there are three of our Good Society episodes on YouTube. You can go on there, catch up, binge it all if you want. Um, Are we binge worthy? I mean, I'd binge us. Guys, we made it. We're binge worthy. (laughs) (laughs) According to us. (laughs) Well, we are really the only people who watch our videos. So 100% of our audience agrees. (laughs) So those are good stats. In order to uh, catch everything up, I'm going to go around and ask everyone to do a brief explanation of what their uh, primary character has been up to at this point. Who would like to start? Or shall I pick? Pick. Okay. Uh, let me, t- you know what? I'm just going to go by order of the screen. So Amber, start us off. So orderly. Ugh. <sighs> All right, so uh, my primary character is Catherine Ives. She is, um, she's a young, uh, recently, and, and by recent in the past, like two and a half generations, uh, wealthy uh, woman in high society. Uh, she was recently widowed about six months ago and has been enjoying the widowed life. Uh, she's still wearing her morning black and putting on the appropriate, uh, all the appropriate size and wistful glances and whatnot in high society, but secretly, loving her newfound freedom and getting back to what she loves most, which is horses. Her family's made, uh, made their name in the horse, uh, kind of horse breeding industry. Uh, their horses are the shit. Um, the King has Ives horses in his stables and, um, they've made a boatload of money on that when just a few generations ago, her grandfather was mucking stables basically. So, um, she's not so far from, uh, the common folk that a little bit of like kind of practical sentiment hasn't gotten down to her. There is some of that, but at the same time, Catherine has never had to muck a stable in her life. She does still ride and care for horses on her own for the sheer joy of it though. Um, she has a younger brother, Paul, who after her recent experience with the married life, she's very concerned about him making a poor match or being bullied into making a poor match. So she's helicopter sistering a little bit. Paul is very sweet, a uh, bit foolish, Catherine knows this, so she's kind of trying to do her best to keep an eye out for him and make sure he doesn't get himself into any real trouble. That hasn't been going great so far. <laughs> or has it? We'll see. There's a little bit of sibling tension there in the uh, in just the past episode or so where Paul really wants to prove himself uh, to Catherine in particular, and Catherine is not giving him the space to do so. So he's had to get into some uh, interesting little side plots himself, let's say. Uh, Catherine is also uh, well acquainted with Windriff, 
uh, Windrith works um, is a, is a horse person herself. She's worked in the military stables and whatnot in her past life. Um, and Catherine and her family are they can recognize somebody who who knows their horse stuff um, at a hundred yards, basically. So like Windrith Barney, is always, <laughs> Windrith is always welcome to do extra work around in the stables, help with the training of the horses and whatnot. And Catherine and Windrith have um, bonded over an unfortunate event with Catherine's former husband, uh, where Windrith has uh, helped Catherine dispose of a body. Um, and recently, that that bond that they've had has sort of come into the limelight again with some of Windrith's own problems. But I'll let her explain that. Um, she's also kind of childhood friends with Jess's character Xavier, who is a governor and educates people above his station, really, um, and has, you know, done a little bit of teaching with Paul, who's a bit younger than Catherine. Catherine's a little closer to Xavier's age. Um, my secondary character is Martha, who is an older woman, uh, a spinster, shall you say, but she is loving the spinster life. Uh, she's got a very young man on her arm, Xavier. And uh, recently, um, and just basically, she has a lot of money. She's older. She's past marriageable age. So people are leaving her alone. She just gets to do whatever the fuck she wants. And she loves that. Um, but recently, things have been shaken up a little bit because an old flame, uh, Lord Remington Harcourt, has recently returned from his adventures abroad. Uh, so she's a little bit, uh, she's a little bit shaken by that. And at the same time, still has Xavier in her life. And now this old flame has waltzed back in and she has choices to make. But uh, I think that's, I think that's most of the important stuff. Yeah. All right. We'll move on down the line (laughs) to Remington. Counterclockwise. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm the old flame that came back into Martha's life, Lord Remington Harcourt. Uh, Also the father to uh, Rainey's character. Um, Shit, what's my daughter's name? I'm a horrible Edith. father. Edith. I'm proving, proving it already. Edith. Wow. <laughs> Papa. Papa. Here, honey. Buy, here's another house, honey. Um, so oh Remington, uh, Remington was uh, a very distant dad to Edith. Uh, he hired Xavier to be her a governor, uh, an educator, because he was busy off traveling the world. Um and has been kind of blown in and out of her life uh, and, and the lives of the people in good society here uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and he's recently made a, kind of a grand entrance uh, with his beautiful Canadian Bay uh, horse that he was riding in a circus with. Uh, and that has become now the centerpiece of, of a lot of uh, things. Uh, so we have a bet ongoing with Catherine in a horse race uh, where uh, Remington is basically back to, to, in his mind, he's got to settle Edith's affairs because she's turning 16 and she's 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 marriageable. The horse's name is, is not universal health care, regardless of what <laughs> Troy wants it to be. It should be <laughs> the name of universal health care. Uh, yeah. oh, totally should have been. <laughs> but uh but so he's he's one trying to marry marry Edith off uh and kind of settle his affairs. But to his surprise, he's found out uh that his everything is not. So great. His tulip investments haven't worked out well. And he's 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 in danger of becoming insolvent here. So he's cooked up this horse bet with Catherine, uh, where they're gonna throw the race and they're gonna bet, they're gonna bet against themselves uh because he needs some money. So Remington is a good guy, but a little shady. Uh my secondary character, Ludwig, is not a good guy. Uh he's the landlord uh to Windrith. Uh, and that's really his only connection to anyone else around here. He's a little bit of a climber, definitely a huge jerk. 
and uh, hopefully we'll get his tonight. All right, uh, Jess. Uh, yes, yeah, so I am playing, my character is Xavier Delquath. Um, he is the governor and primary educator to young Edith. Um, he cares for her greatly. Um, he is a young man and he um, isn't wealthy, but he's kind of in the wealthy world by by um, one, being the lover to Martha, who's much older than him, and um, just being kind of in Edith's world. And uh, since uh, Lord Remington has kind of returned, he's got a he's a little bit jealous, and he's uh, got a little bit more to prove, and he's hoping to kind of rise above his own station to prove himself to Martha, even though Martha doesn't care at all. Um, so he uh, is hoping to win a lot of money in the coming race. Um, he probably won't, but we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this is kind of his first time kind of stepping out. Lord Remington has really kind of threatened him. So he uh, this is kind of his first time really trying to step out of his usual soft zone that he's normally in. Um, and my secondary character, Bernard Barney Gillingham. Yes, that one. Yes, <laughs> that one uh, is an up and coming. Um, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but he's a prick. up and he's an up and coming prick. <laughs> he's a prick. Yeah, yeah, he's a Nouveau riche prick. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, he's, he's a he's yep. he's a, a gentleman suitor hoping to win Edith. Um, he is an up-and-coming person to join Parliament. Um, he's well educated. He to his well, he would say that he's well educated. Um, he is hoping to buy Lord Remington's horse, actually. And uh he has a personal <laughs> vendetta against Windrith's family because uh he was hoping to hire on Windrith's family and they denied his request. Mm -hmm. Did they it's really like or that. is that Ludwig? Uh it no, was it was Ludwig, but to his knowledge, he believes it is. Yes. Family. Yeah. To, to Barnyard. He believes he's been slighted. Yes. Barnyard thinks he's been slighted. <laughs> yes. By the Barnyard. way, dear, dear Nobody viewers, crosses Barnyard. Nobody knows what the fuck everybody else is plotting here. Like, Catherine thinks yeah. it's going to be a fair race. And she's riding to win stud rights with this incredible horse. Oh, yeah. And if she loses, she has to introduce her brother to Edith, and she's like trying to make sure he doesn't get married. Once, so once we go, so over we're gonna all, smoke them. <laughs> once we go over all the characters, I am going to do a quick rundown of the horse race. Good God! Did we, did we officially decide that this is called the the Canadian Bay Con? By the way, no, that's how you got the. That's how, that's you, how got you got the horse. Got the horse. That's mm -hmm. how. Yeah, Canadian, it's a Canadian Bay, Bay Con. Canadian yeah. Bay con. But this is also yeah. a Canadian Bay Con. I guess. Listen, we could. We could totally make a short skit out of that where we all play NPCs. We all have these horrible Canadian accents. And then you're playing the moment when Remington got this I'm horse. Not your buddy, guy. Yeah, all right. Be uh, Before anyway. Christian goes off, I'm going to say, hey, righty, take it away. Hey, sure. Yeah. Um, my primary character is Edith Harcourt, a young woman who has recently come of age, marriable, marrying age in the society, uh, daughter of Lord Remington Harcourt, Christian's character. Um, she is a um, perfectly trained little, uh, you know, what's the word? Is it, is it dilettante? Dilettante. dilettante? Is that what it is? Debutante. Uh, debutante, debutante, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Debutante. Dilettante um, is no small business adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> work. No. That might be Paul. Uh, that's, that's Paul. Paul. Yeah. That's yeah. Paul. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> getting, my, getting my signals fixed here. Um, no, but um, Edith is a young girl who is... Um, come of age and she is 
conflicted about the world around her. She's been told and trained and taught by Xavier. Um, she is relatively well educated for you know a young woman. She is uh, trained in all the arts of court uh, and you know etiquette and everything like that. But she has also, uh, with the absence of a father um, in her you know in her estate and in her upbringing, uh, the father figure being Troy's secondary character Joffrey. Um, she has had some freedoms to kind of roam and have her fun. Um, and that's what led her to meet uh, Troy's character, Windrith. Um, so she is currently dealing with what, uh, you know, teenage girls deal with. And that's, uh, you know, love problems. You know, she's, uh, although, and at the same time, she's also, she knows that she's being set up to be married to someone like I, Barnard Gillingham. Um, because that is the role of young girls at, you know, in the society is, um, you, you marry them and you, you know, pay the dowry and you set, uh, familial ties and all of this. Um, so she just wants to, uh, this is something that I, I forgot about. And when I was going back over the things, uh, there are desires and stuff like that. And her desire is to enter into a marriage with someone who loves you without revealing your hidden wealth. Yeah. That's going to be impossible at this point, but um, but I do think that in a <laughs> Without way... Without revealing your hidden, maybe not wealth. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the poverty yeah. would be the better way. Enter yeah, yeah. into a good marriage where people tulip, still think you're loaded. Yeah. Yes. The um, tulip fortune. Yeah. I, do think that, um, I do think that is still, in a way, Edith's uh, goal, but she's becoming less and less um, confident in that outcome. And uh, your, your secondary lad there. Oh, yes. And as you've heard, my secondary character is Paul... Uh, young Paul Ives, younger brother of Catherine, Amber's character. And Paul is a young man who has been raised with everything, uh, much like Edith. I'm playing two kind of spoiled brats. Um, but um, Paul is less snarky like Edith and more um, out to prove himself, like Amber said. And he's on a short leash from his sister. She is kind of hovering and uh, making sure he doesn't get himself into too much trouble. But this Circus Harvest Festival was all the opportunity he needed to get himself into some shit. He got distracted yeah. by a horse for 30 minutes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he made a bet with some carnies about the horse race. He got the lowdown on uh, favorites for the the annual horse race that uh, is the big, big send-off for the festival. Uh, and he made some bets. He also uh, got in a conversation with Lord Remington and Joffrey and <coughs> Barnard. And... Um, may have overstated his involvement with uh with a certain (laughs) brother lafroig yeah a certain (laughs) whiskey distillery um and you bastard (laughs) see that's how much paul doesn't know about what he's involved in no 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 time out uh you're all wrong because in scotland they don't call scotch scotch they call it whiskey we call it Scotch because it's from Scotland. Brady, sorry, Brady. Think, we're not in Scotland. I'm sorry. Is good society in Scotland? No, it's Brady not. Uh, but yeah. somebody who, but, but but somebody who is doing business with the Johnstone brothers or whatever the hell their names mm-hmm. are would call the product as it is called in its motherland. Mm. So he is selling it. He uh, <laughs> good name. <laughs> he uh, listen. Mm-hmm. Paul is setting himself up as we called the last episode. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming up. Paul. He is throwing this race to win. <laughs> to win money on a bet that he placed to prove that he's a good gambler he is potentially going to lose the race but maybe win the chance to win Edith then my two characters are going to be together. and listen everything's coming up Paul that's all I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh man everything's coming up Paul 
subtitle, Paul doesn't know shit about fuck. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. Everything's coming up, Paul. No thanks to Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Unbeknownst to Paul. And finally, Troy. All right. Um, So my my main character is Windrith Ellingsworth. Um, That is not her... uh, That is not her maiden name. That is the name she changed it to when she moved to good society in hopes of blending in a little better. Um, But she is not from around here. She she was a former soldier uh, in the war of her uh, home country, where we just kind of said Scandinavian, or or not Scandinavian. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, Just like Scandinavia. Scandinavia with an Irish accent, you know? Yeah, with an Irish accent. Because oh, there's right. definitely a war in Scandinavia in the totally. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Probably the Russians. There's wars everywhere. Uh she was she's from Ireland or somewhere around there. Uh, but anyhow. Uh she was a yeah. Scotch whiskey, Ireland, Scandinavia. <laughs> she she knows, uh, listen, everybody, we apologize. He's from Iowa. He doesn't um <laughs> I'm not no, from he, Iowa. He I, Iowa. No, I know. <laughs> Listen, everything's, everything's we are so bad up, at this. <laughs> everything's coming up. DMs after dark. DMs after dark doesn't know shit about fuck. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this we know. True. Yeah. We so, know yeah, so, role playing games, and that's it. So, uh, so Windrith, um, 24 years old. She's the oldest of five siblings. Um, it's her and her four younger brothers. Um, her father was wounded in the war and he is, uh, he basically got like a TBI and he's nonverbal. He's not able to, um, take care of himself and that kind of stuff. So she's had the huge responsibility of trying to provide for her family and kind of taking over as like the head of the household, if you will. Um, she has been working very hard, both for her family on the small plot of land that they have acquired from Ludwig. So gracious is he, uh, and she's also been working with Catherine at the estate. Um, she loves horses. She is an incredible um, rider. She very rarely in her past has she ever ridden a horse where her life didn't depend on it. So she she rides with different purpose than all these people from good society. Um, and uh, yeah, so she is she is trying to win this horse race for Catherine. Yeah, she's um, riding for me, eat dust, bitches. <laughs> She she had a very tense cinematic moment happen uh, during the last episode. And if you haven't watched it, you absolutely need to. But uh, yeah, she had a flashback to a time during the war when she uh, was in just brutal combat. Uh, it was very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's a little traumatized based on that. And she's got some decisions she needs to make. She's also madly in love with Edith. Um Edith reminds her of a time when life was simpler before the war. Um, Edith's kind of young naivety is something that's beautiful to her because it's something that's been taken away from her um, and the rest of her family through kind of just shitty circumstance. Um, My secondary character is Joffrey, uh, which he is pretty awesome. He's kind of the head of the uh, Hawcourt uh, estate. He he does all of their when I say he's the head of the estate, I mean, in the absence of Lord Remington, he kind of deals with all of the finances, um, the estate upkeep. He has been kind of the father figure to Edith um, in the sense that she really didn't have anyone else there and present. 
Um, he's a, he's a very good, loyal man. Um, he's a, a very logical man, but he's also got pearls of wisdom. And, uh, and he's, yeah, he's been a very good kind of just down to earth character to play. Um, after a brief talk with Paul, he decided it would be in the family's best interest to absolutely not invest in him winning the race. And, uh, yeah, that was a good talk though, with him and him, him and Paul. It was, and then he just, it was. And then he just turned around and threw yeah, and then it ended the with bam, door slams open. <laughs> We're betting to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's quickly talk about this race. Uh, oh, do you want to talk about the letters? Because we did some letters last session. Not yet. No, 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 no. There's a. There's a. Well, I meant a recap for Sarah, but that's okay. Oh, uh, that's all just been vaguely covered throughout. Okay. Um, I I specifically want to bring up the horse race because it is. And I just I have it up on the screen right now for you too, perfect. Sarah. It, it is the bet. main focus of today's uh finale because it is a lot of confusion uh and we had to sit down and map it out over who wants what to happen so uh party a Catherine and Windriff. uh Windriff is racing for Catherine. Catherine my beautiful andalusian made of the lake uh if they win uh Catherine gets stud rights to the bay that remington has uh, party B is Xavier and Martha, uh, who want Remington to win, so they get money, because Correct. Xavier wants to prove himself. Correct. Party C is everyone else, <laughs> uh, who is betting on Remington to lose, so they get money by betting that Catherine will win. Correct. So that's that. Actually, a technicality. I believe it's as long as uh, Remington loses. Yes, as long as he member. doesn't win. And there is a D, which is Barnyard Barney Billingham. You don't know about this yet. <laughs> he gets screwed no matter what. Uh, you know, I'd like to differ because I would like oh, to introduce oh. party... D? Is that what we're at? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. D or is Barney. D is yes. Barney. I'm going to have Barnyard enter the race. Oh, he is going oh. to be entering the race. Oh. Correct. You better believe he is going to hear that Windrith is going to be running in this race. And he is like, oh, hell he no. He wants to embarrass himself yes. for her. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> he is going to be in this race. He's going to bet money on himself. And he oh, rolls up on a fucking 30-year-old donkey. <laughs> no, no. He bought a horse no, no. an Arabian horse. <laughs> no, no. He has money. He's got a, yeah, he's got money. He's got a beautiful horse. Brown horse with four legs. <laughs> whose name, whose name is going to be Edith's Hand. He's going to be Oh, oh <laughs> God, yep. man. That's right. Cool bag. He's riding Edith's Hand into this race. <laughs> Windrith's just gonna look at you and been like, "You wrote it first, but I'm gonna ride it forever." Oh, <laughs> All right, so wow. <laughs> just took such a good turn. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm so proud of you. Okay, this isn't supposed to really be good. dirty. Okay, this is like Edith's hand in marriage. That's in the running for a Demi right there. This, for sure. this is Edith's hand in marriage. Okay, <laughs> Edith's hand. 
You can say whatever you like, but public opinion is beyond your grasp. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, you're the public. Barnyard Gillingham is going to win it all. Barnyard, Barnyard Gillingham. <laughs> you gotta Barnyard. yell that at the finish line. I love that that's become his thing. That's so ridiculous. And Someone you know he's going to turn up in other games yeah. now, too. He's yeah, become, he's he's become another character. To say that. Oh, he's he's going to become another, like, UConn or something. Cornelius, yep. yeah. Uh, who UConn Cornelius did make it in, just saying. He is here. Um, all right, so. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. With all of that preamble <laughs> and pre-explanation uh, done and out of the way, <laughs> we uh, re-enter good society, the night of the horse race. Uh, everyone is making their way there, whether it's folks who are racing, most of them betting, or some folks just there to watch. Um, everyone is kind of uh, buzzing with excitement as, as the horses come in one by one and get ready. Um, and so what are our uh, the folks of you that are headed up to the starting line for the horses. Before we do have... that, actually, oh, I, yes. I, if you don't, if you don't mind, no, I may ahead. interject. If I may interject, um, last time we left off with some letters. Yeah, uh, and one of them in particular was a letter that Windrith had written uh, to oh, Lord Harcourt. Right, on his absolutely, just laid everything bare. Uh, her feelings every for uh, Catherine Edith. I can't still can't remember my kid's name. Great dad, uh, but laid the feelings spare, and uh, it was intercepted by Joffrey. Joffrey had meant to discuss it with Lord Harcourt, but never did, and dropped it and left it. And at the very last scene we had, where, where there were two actually, one was was Edith composing a letter to Windrith, which Troy actually has a physical copy of because yes. Rainy. Rainey wrote it and mailed it to him. So that'll be open live tonight. And the other was Lord Harcourt found that letter as he was walking out to get to his carriage. Yes. So I would like to start with Lord Harcourt in the carriage, having read that letter. And now he's arriving. So this is the letter from Windrith to Lord Harcourt. Correct. Excellent. And he is, uh, he has read the letter. And he rode over by himself, uh, by the way. Uh, Joffrey, I would think, was probably already there setting things up. Uh, so uh, he, he gets out. And could monologue token me if someone wants to. Uh, but if you don't want to, uh, he's going to look for, he's gonna look for uh, Joffrey. Yeah. He's, he's, he's absolutely rattled when he gets out. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I kind of want to recap of that letter. But yeah, I, I was going to say. Like, I do like the idea instead of making you monologue your internal mm. monologue as you've read it and your thought process as like you can take it from reading it to sitting in the car like carriage to arriving sure. at the uh, I do not have a copy of the letter though to actually read it. I, Troy, I didn't Troy write it. I just it. I just ad-libbed it off the off the cuff and it was Only amazing. Really? It had to be a fucking Yeah. Yeah, that was totally off the cuff. That was amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh well, what I remember of it. Yeah, it was I like re- about, recap to me about, the premise of the, the letter. Something I, I about a sunset. About, 
No, I thought it was, about it was, how, of all people, you, that would understand you would because you've traveled the world and you've seen my home country and you've seen the, you know, the rolling green like hills correct. and how yeah, the hills and the sun rising eyes, over the I see, hills. Yeah, yep. I see the Emerald Hills and yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. You also brought up multiple parts of it where, um, you know, Edith's naivety and all that stuff, but also um, you'd hope that he'd be somebody who understands like marrying for love. Um, yes. I'll, you know what I mean? Because I believe that is part of Remington's uh history it is it is part of Remington's history and so yeah the monologue part begins where this is this is absolutely was the perfect letter to write to the perfect person uh because it hit him right in square in the fields and so Remington in his own history uh him and Martha were an item and uh yeah he shook and they for some reason there, there was something that wasn't approved of in society with that match I don't know what that detail is yet. We'll figure that out when we play. But it wasn't wasn't approved of. Had he had his druthers, he would have been with Martha. Uh, but there was somebody else that he was pushed to marry by his dad, which is a woman, Elizabeth. Uh, and so that was the one thing he kind of did. <laughs> and and uh, did, that was the one time in, in his life Remington actually did what was expected of him. Mm. And Edith obviously was was the product of that. But he tried to make Martha, I'm sorry, he tried to make Elizabeth more like him, but she wasn't. And in my mind, she, she, somehow something happened and he was blamed for it. I, I thought of a fox hunt. So he made her come oh, on a fox hunt and fox. she got thrown and like broke her neck or something like that. And everybody blamed him, right? Mm-hmm. Edith was already born. He was trying to get her like, come on, Elizabeth, be more adventurous. She agrees to go and do this. And that's like the end of Elizabeth. He was blamed for it. Part of the reason he's been away for so long is that he just, he really, A, doesn't like to do what people tell him to do, but B, also kind of ran away from it. Hmm. He ran away from that. He ran away from people's judgments and he ran away from the decisions that he made that he wishes he had, right? Uh, so this was, this is, again, absolutely shook him to the core. Uh, and so that's kind of why he's always, always carried a torch for Martha uh, all these years. And interestingly enough, he notes that she has not married either. Not uh, yet. Not yet. Yeah, okay, Xavier, whatever. <laughs> and uh, wipe your ass off the windshield like a bug. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so this is this is this it it, it the irony Martha. of him being home to or, Martha was excommunicated from the church. That's why their marriage. Oh, she was not oh, his spouse. I like it. Perfect. Mm, yep. Very too nice. much wine. Too much wine. Rebellious. Too much. Too much apple brandy. Uh, Something so about tax evasion. Maybe he was trying. He was trying to make. Maybe he was trying to make Elizabeth into Martha. Be more like Martha. Come and do all this stuff with me. Yeah. Okay. Stop worrying about what other people approve. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. I like which, it. I like which, it. which is a great reason for him to you know take this letter to heart and like what people stop doing what people approve of and stop doing what people expect that is like absolutely absolutely where he's going at because he, he has had an epiphany in this carriage where you know he's doing the same thing to edith that was done to him well you're riding in the carriage now as you sit there and you finish reading the letter what's he thinking that's what he's see he's thinking he's thinking that a, he has, uh, you know, he shouldn't be going through with, not the race because he needs the money. He's, <laughs> but, but the, uh, but his trying to force 
Edith into doing things that she may or may not want to do uh, is just as bad as what was done to him. But also, uh, he has come to a realization he doesn't really know anything about his daughter's life. And he's been a pretty shitty dad, you know, and that kind of rocked him to his core. And also, I think it's also kind of fanned up. Not that he was, he was intending to talk to Martha while he was back anyway, but this has fanned it up more, uh, fanned those old flames a lot more because it's, it's bringing back old wounds, right? And opening up old things and he's thinking about things the way things used to be, right? Mm. Uh, so I think when he arrives, uh, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to go and he's going to look for Joffrey, actually. Uh, you can find Joffrey. Um, I would imagine Joffrey is with uh, other... Um, He's with other gentlemen having a cigar. He's talking with talking with the boys, you know. Crying a little bit. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah, like where all the guys are placing bets and you know, like yep. the gentlemanly thing to do. Gentlemanly thing. And like Joffrey's business has been his role. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Excuse me, Joffrey. He looks at you and he's like, Oh, hello, yes. Um, Remington. Excuse me, gentlemen. Uh I I will return and you can finish the story about that. Um that thing you were talking about. <laughs> and then he kind of wanders off towards Remington. And he's like, uh, cigar? He pulls a cigar out of his pocket. No, 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 no. Right, right, right. Thank you. Uh, this letter, I, I, I found this letter dropped out of your papers uh, when we had a meeting. He looks at you and he says, oh, yes, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, since your return, there has just been a uh, tremendous influx of mail uh, and I was trying to sort I it had noticed that, it. yes. Yeah, I was trying to sort it and <laughs> go through insane. it for you, but the race came up, and of course, we've just been so busy since your return. I didn't have time to give it to you. I had every Did you read it? to do so. No. Why would I have read Joffrey? the letter? Joffrey, how long have I known you? He goes... Did you read the letter? Far too long. Uh, did jo- Joffrey did intercept the letter, right? Yeah, Yeah, he did. Yeah. And did he read it? Yeah. I think so, but that's a I think we say actually he might not have. He might have just intercepted it because it was from Windrith and said she's a scrub and just like not give it. No, I think he I think he hmm, I'm trying to remember. I think he did read it because Joffrey he had it is, like in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And it was open it. when I found it. I remember that. Yeah, you arranged so. a meeting with Windrith and Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, Joffrey okay. is way too good of a head of a state to like ha- leave any you know, I imagine he does all of his homework. You know what I mean? Like, he, like I thought it was another serious XM advertisement. Yeah. He looks at you and he <laughs> says, about my carriage's he, warranty. He looks at you and he says, for far too long. I wonder why I try. Yes. I read the letter. Why wouldn't you have brought this to my attention? <sighs> Remington, you have a lot of things on your mind right now. And there are rumors going around and questions that people have. And I just figured that your attention would be best suited elsewhere for the sake of your estate. Rumors about my daughter or rumors about me? Rumors about everything there could be rumors about, you know. Mm. When have I ever given a fuck about that? I'm not implying that you care about these things. I'm implying that they have an impact on your estate and your namesake or could potentially fair enough however who is windrith i do not believe i have made her acquaintance ever which i i don't think they've met oh you probably yeah no you're right 
No. He says, yes, um, she's been in, uh, she's been in good society now for several months, um, maybe six months or so since your last, last venture away. Um, she's one of the, uh, one of those redheads. She works at the Ive stables on the horses. Her family is of no title, of no monetary worth. She's not very notable, from what I understand. Still, though, she writes a beautiful letter. I think I should need to talk to her. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she is racing on behalf of the Ives estate today. Yeah. She's racing against us. Uh, that is my understanding, yes. And uh, the only thing I know about her is that she was a soldier and she is very good with horses. So that's why our uh, money is going to lose. Nothing against, <laughs> nothing against those, Paul. Nothing against you've made those, Paul. You've made those bets, correct? I have made the arrangements, yes. Okay. Is, is Edith around? Edith. Um... You know, honestly, she came up separately. I haven't seen her. She took a carriage sometime before and said she would arrive before the race. Very well. I will. Um, she did seem like... like she had something on her mind. I should think so. Uh, I should think very much so. Uh, I would. Um, I would like to see her. I would like to talk to this Windrith, I suppose. Um, hmm. He I'll looks at Windrith. you. He he kind of looks at you as you're as you're thinking of these things and he kind of turns around and pulls forth a uh a glass of scotch. He had one in his hand and he 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 holds it up to you and he says, glass of scotch. Yes. He just downs it. <laughs> he he kind of takes the scotch and he again he, he looks good. at you, he he looks at your face for a moment and just your your manner. And it's almost like he's he's taking a um inventory of kind of who you are as a person at this very moment in time and he and you uh, can also smiled. tell that he's he's shaken up by this yeah not in a bad way but he's shaken up no because these are big revelations for him yeah jo joffrey is one of those interesting characters and he has a very interesting relationship with you because he's known you forever um but he's always been a station as a in, he's one of your inferiors he's one of your hired yeah. helpers right and even though he has the most important job of managing your estate and your livelihood and your family he's He's not your peer, but when it comes to like man to man, human to human, life experiences to life experiences, he is very much a peer of yours. And uh, he's he's taking you in now in that light. And he smiled. <sighs> Toffrey, it's not easy. You know that? I can only imagine. What trials and troubles come with such wealth and fame. <laughs> I mean, the bookkeeping alone would be enough to drive someone insane, I'm sure. <laughs> and at that, he kind of pats you on the shoulder and he says, if I do find Edith, I will send her your way. Send her my way. I'm going to go look for Windrith. Very well. I can stop there or I can continue now, unless anyone else what, has. What do we want to happen yeah. next? Is Barney already on his... Um, is Barney riding this horse himself or is he entering a horse? Oh, no, no. Barney is riding this horse himself. I'm he like, is riding his own like horse. Like side saddle or like, <laughs> does he know how to ride? Is this I can't one wait of for my Barney. horses, Jess? What? Is this one of the Ives horses? 
is an Ives horse. Uh, of course, the Ives horses are the best. He's riding his best horse in this race. All right. I probably know this horse. So I'm with Windrith at the tracks um, before the. Did we make it there yet? I think, is this the beginning? Like pre, this is getting ready in the stables and yeah, stuff like, like the that. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Getting horses ready, doing final checks of hooves. Barney is doing some self stretches. Wow. Okay. <laughs> also, remember Connor is on the way to give the letter to Winter as well. I have the timing for that. Okay, perfect. So Catherine's gonna do a couple passes, just not even really being subtle at all, just eyeballing Barney and the horse <laughs> a few times. And then she's gonna go to Windrith and she's gonna be like, okay, Barney's an idiot. So I don't think you have to worry about the skill of the rider in this case. That's one of my horses, though, and I know her. Okay. She likes, she, she gets too stressed out by being at the front of the pack and she gives it too much. So let her lead early on. Stay, stay on her tail. She'll, she'll give too much of her energy early in the race to maintain the lead in the front of the pack. And then in the last quarter, pull ahead and give her hell. <laughs> uh, Windra turns and looks at the uh, maiden of the lake and uh, she kind of looks at her and she says, you think we can do that? She can do it. Give my horse the little snoot rub. <laughs> and otherwise, also Barney's an idiot, so. <laughs> otherwise, Windrith has been totally silent on the ride to the fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to impart that helpful insight about this horse. Bold of this man to pull up, first off being an idiot, second off on one of my horses, thinking I don't know how to beat her. <laughs> okay. Um, are there... Any other interactions we want to see before the get before we get right before the race? Where is um, Xavier, Martha, Edith? Where are you guys all at? Uh, Xavier is actually probably with Edith getting ready for the race and being kind of. Uh, go ahead. No, I love that. I was going to say I'd rather. Yeah, that's so much better because. Yes, go, you set the seat up. I was just going to say Xavier's probably with Edith uh, being very, very anxious because of course they are late to leave. Um, maybe not late for the race, but just late to leave by Xavier's time. And uh, just uh, he's particularly anxious about this race. So he is just bouncing around waiting for trying to encourage Edith to move faster. <laughs> so, and, I, and I think that Edith is debatable, like just as anxious and being a young girl in the throes of confusing emotions she uh she's just um like she's pacing around you're pacing around you come and check on her she's like oh. and like you walk in and like she's fine she's she's been done up she's just pacing across oh. her room um just absolutely you know what wondering whether or not she do i regret sending should i not have oh my goodness did i oh is there enough time should i leave now and then she's like no i can't i have to stay true to myself i uh, this isn't there are expectations you must do this for your father and like she's just torn she is like oh. you can't do this you want to but you can't um i feel like we need to play a game of star crossed with windrith and edith but mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but no she is um she's pacing and like you actually hear her muttering to herself she's just like it, oh. uh you know I, I don't have a choice i am lucky enough to have met her i just i guess i shouldn't have said been so harsh I, and Edith? yeah Edith? Xavier yes I'm sorry um one more moment one it's more ta- moment it's time to go soon yeah she pats her eyes uh she puts on a new dot on the side of her cheek and um she steps up 
Yeah, she she's kind of wiped away the tears that have been forming and it wiped away her little dot and she reapplies a little dot on the side of her face. She takes a deep breath, the corset, oh, nice and tight. And she... And she uh, opens the door to see Xavier probably also pacing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the two of them just nervous messes, just kind of... And we've talked before about how much time these two spend together. I think we both probably read each other immediately you look lovely my dear you look stunning xavier (laughs) oh thank you you bought it (laughs) (laughs) yes well of course i have impeccable taste but yes martha you always have we should get you to martha as soon as possible oh i i do like it yeah and she kind of stumbles over love shouldn't wait oh edith there's a lot riding on this race, I hear. So I'm told. I mean, how do you feel? What do you want to happen? Uh, truthfully, I just hope that... Um... Everyone has fun. <laughs> no, no. I, no. I, truth, truthfully, I just hope that um, Father and Joffrey bring money in and our family continues to thrive, however that may be best served. And like... She doesn't believe herself saying it, but. Edith, if only money didn't make the world go around. Yes, only. Then we could have both what we wanted. Well, I believe you are well on your way to getting that. Let's get you to your missus. And Edith holds her hand out. Oh, 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 he'll take Edith's hand and yeah, let yeah. and let her lead him. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, fucking priceless. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Enter carriage. Babe. Right. So we are it's Paul. Oh yeah. Where is Paul? Oh, where are- where did I, he go? <laughs> I presume Paul's at the stables with the horse. Yeah. When yeah. Catherine sees Paul preparing yep. the day, she yep. that's the one thing she did not account for. That's a little shocking. <laughs> the she Paul factor. Like, <laughs> 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 it's that meme. It's the meme with the guy. Wait. <laughs> like Paul's hanging out near the bay. And then she's like, Paul's touching the bay. Paul is checking the bay's equipment. She's going to look at like Windrith. And then like look at Paul. And then look at Windrith. And then walk over to Paul. <laughs> yeah. Paul locked eyes with his sister and just continues checking the saddles and like checks his boots and the like, head down does not. <clears throat> I appreciate your attempt at sabotaging the horse's gear, but we really don't need it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, sister, that is not what I'm doing. What are you doing? I am riding this beast in the race. <laughs> what? That's 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 our, that's our horse made, made made of the lake. The I'm aware. That father paid a fortune for. Sister, I'm He's... aware, and I also know that you want stud rights to this horse. I'm trying to get that for us. <laughs> she looks around like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> This is me making my statement as a man in society, sister. 
by Please. losing publicly? By losing publicly, Paul, you're not on one I, of our horses, sister. But you're we're riders too, you know. The Ives were we have a reputation also. Why? <laughs> oh no. And yeah, if Paul was nervous before, Paula's knees are okay. shaken. No, okay, okay. This is okay, this is salvageable. So so Maid is going to win, obviously, even if you tried your best. All things fair, Maid would win. She's incredible. But as long as you humiliate Barnyard, everyone will have something else to talk about. <laughs> and then, and then, there's there's this moment where Paul is like, he's panicking. You see it in his eyes and he's looking around and he sees Windrith and like he remembers that very tense uh, walk by that they had uh, <laughs> when after Windrith had spoken with Catherine. Um, and he was very confused by it. And he sees Catherine and he sees Maid. And then he's like nervous. He's like, oh, I'm I'm fucking this up. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. Like everything was coming up, Paul. And now he's like, oh, no. But then you say, as long as you humiliate Barnard. And then he looks over and he sees Barnard. Uh, can we please name what? Oh, Edith's hand. Edith's hand. Yes. Yeah. He's over there. It's just like lovely yes. day for um, a race. And, uh, <laughs> I'd like to think that he probably like he's stretches. and you can see he's like doing things wrong putting the equipment on the horse and everything like he doesn't um, he's not buckling no, no, no. the Listen, saddle correctly here, and... in, in barney's defense he's rich he has people to put that shit on for yeah him. that's exactly. true right that's true. right exactly everything so he's just stretching and having people put yep. them on for him yeah, yeah. 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 exactly <laughs> he's got people um but that you see a moment of composure come back to paul when he sees barnard and he looks and he goes oh i i do not like that man <laughs> and he goes sister <laughs> i can do that. that i can do that. that yes yes that will that will certainly give everybody something to talk about. And it'll also be, um, it'll be a great excuse. You know, it was a, you have a gentleman's dispute to settle on the track. And that is why you did not win yourself, but through no fault of your own ability as a rider. And, and sister, it, and that is a great example of me standing up and being a man. Yes, this is perfect. This is the perfect ruse. Yes. Feed him so much mud, he shits bricks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he will eat my horseshoes, and don't and don't let Windrith's brother. So just give that. Paul like a little, a little slap on the side of the boot there. And you're like, all right. I'm, Can sorry. Remington show up now? I'm yeah. proud of you. <laughs> that and that actually, now, when you say that, that's when Paul just kind of like <clears throat> takes a breath of like sigh of relief because he thought he really messed up. He's his sister is the world to him. He does want to prove himself to not only society, but his sister. He wants to come out of that shadow. And when, for the first time, because he asked you last session, do you trust me? And you said, no. <laughs> and this time, and, and you just said, um, did you just say I'm proud of you? Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. And like, you just see, yeah, you just see him just like, like his eyes just like shine in like a torchlight. It's like a, a glimmer in Paul's eye when you say that. Aww. Right. So I was actually going to ask if uh, Remington should talk to Windrith now or after the race, because Windrith is about to have some drama of her own. Yeah. Hmm. I think. Oh, that's such a good question. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave this one up to you, Troy. Because I have a little bit of an idea of a plan of what happens right after the race if she reads the letter first. And uh, I don't know if, if talking with Remington would hurt that or not. 
I guess as long as she talks to Remington first and then gets the letter after Remington has left. Yes, and it's that's not what that's the fine. letter would be. That I'm works. cool with that. I'm cool okay. with that. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, Remington, oh, you, oh, you know Winter. I, I want to see Catherine and Paul, too. I want to Remington before the race. We can fit that in wherever, but before the race. Before the race? Okay, after I talk to Winter, then. Okay. Okay, so I actually want to see Catherine and Paul too. So on my way, I imagine the stables are all together. So well, I see them. Like we weren't conspiring at all just now. I'm just giving Barney the stink eye. <laughs> and I'm just Barney. I, I, he walks up and he sees. He walks yeah. up and he's like, Catherine, still all in black. Ah, Lord Remington. Yeah, morning oh, becomes you, dear. Ready for the race? Thank you. Born ready, actually. Excellent, excellent. I hope you don't mind, um, Paul running for us, but we were on short notice and not able to find uh, well, as good a variety as we would have liked. Oh, I think uh, I think Paul will plenty suit your needs. If only we were, if only I had selected a poorer horse, you might actually have a chance. Uh, well, you know, it is hanging the balance of uh, the fates, but uh, I believe Paul will suit our purposes quite well. He is an excellent rider. He is. He is indeed. I have the utmost faith in him. <laughs> Ride well, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Walking the horse out of the stable. <laughs> I do hope you won't miss your bay too much while he's residing at our stables for a year. No, <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, look, easy come, easy go, you know. And uh, hopefully, you'll be. I know you'll be sporting in the spirit of good sportsmanship. I'll let you borrow one of ours, a loner. And I'm sure you will allow me to come over and ride if I wanted to. But of course, he's he really seems to have a bond with you. What with your adventures indeed. in Canada and all, indeed, indeed. If you don't mind, I do um, would like to have a word um, with your rider. Nothing above board. It's just um, everything's above board. It's just some things have come to my attention recently. I just always like to have a word with her. I'm not trying I don't to. I think Catherine knows anything that's going on with Remington. She doesn't. But Remington's going to like, she's going to see Remington like over there, like talking. So he's just trying to be like. I think, I think Catherine. I just wish her luck. Yeah. Catherine is aware of Windrick. Catherine is probably the only person other than Remington true, now, close. that knows mm. how Windrick I've feels. seen some longing glances. Yeah, and she maybe hasn't like spilled her heart to you, but like you have an inkling for sure. Maybe Catherine even more. Catherine understands Windrick well, and she's yeah. also a smart woman. So she would be able to put one and one together and get two without much effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So she is a... She's gonna become suddenly very composed. All the night, all the nice, uh, the the collegial needling and whatnot, um, kind of disappears. She glances toward Windrith, and she says, uh, "Windrith has had a bit of a day. Do be respectful." Of course, it is. This is not a matter of the race, but more, much more important matter of the heart. Uh, but I trust your discretion in that. She nods, but Catherine is gonna stay nearby and. Keep it out because she's not. She has an she has an inkling of what's going on with Windrith. At least Windrith's feelings toward Edith. Maybe she has less insight about Edith's feelings toward Win. But she's mm. gonna make sure that her dad here isn't here to do anything unkind. Fair <laughs> enough. Win. As as you guys kind of are there near Windrith and and making your way over, uh, Windrith kind of uh, looks to you, Catherine, and she says. Uh, the horse is ready. Um, all of the gear is in order, uh, but I'd love you to give it a once over. Second set of eyes never hurts. Of course, I'm happy to. Uh, Lord Remington wished just a moment with you. I'll uh, I'll check on maid. 
Uh, Windrith, I, I do can. not believe we've been introduced. She's like, no, we haven't. Uh, she kind of like wipes her hands on her pants and offers you her hand to shake. No her hesitation, hand. shakes it right away. Over uh, here, buckling and unbuckling. You immediately, you immediately, you immediately, feel, <laughs> you immediately feel the uh, the slender but strong and calloused and weathered working hands of Windrith and yours as she shakes her hand. I fear, I fear, my uh, odds of winning this race might be waning. These are the hands of someone who knows their way around a horse. If I were a betting lass, I wouldn't be betting against me. Indeed. Well, um, I don't know how to be delicate about this. If you will permit me to be direct. I'm afraid I don't know much about delicate, so have at it. I had a suspicion you did not. I am in reception of this letter. Sure, her face goes very serious for a minute. Takes the letter out. And... He looks at the letter and he looks. She kind of holds her breath. And he looks at the letter again and he goes, "These are quite beautiful and touching words that you've written here about my daughter." And I, um, well, I wanted to see you and I, I wanted to look in your eyes because I needed to know if you were telling the truth when you wrote them. She kind of like lets out like a just a little bit, little bit of her breath. She lets out and she. Uh, she says, um, well, I'm not a liar, and uh, they're from the heart. Indeed. I can respect that. Don't, we don't know each other at all, but um, when I was your age, it was a similar situation in which, uh, well, I was not... There were some things that happened with somebody and, and um, things didn't work out the way I would have liked them to. Uh, she kind of like her body posture at this moment kind of like leans back a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's not sure what to make. Sorry, right. she's not he's, sure he's what to make of what you're hand. about to say. He, 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 he holds, he's still holding his cards a little close to the chest with that. Uh, he says, um, I would not want the same thing to happen to my daughter. By that, I mean, I would not want to stay in in the way of her happiness. And if her happiness is with you, then I would not stand in that way. She kind of, um, she relaxes a little bit. Her shoulders untense a little. Her posture becomes more just at ease. And she, uh, she looks at you and she smiles and she says, um, I'm afraid the decision's not mine to make, but I very much think we're on the same page. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I didn't, uh, I hope I didn't take your mind out of too much. I just, I needed to talk to you face to face, person to person on this. Um, this is, I have not talked to Edith yet about her feelings and changes. She has not mentioned you to me, but you will come to know that we have not always been close. I, I will bear the burden of that. I have not been the best father. But uh, I hope to change that. But now you have a race to win. She says, uh, I think there's always time to make amends, as long as the heart's intentions are true. I hope you're right about that. I really do. And now go, ride like the wind. She looks at you and she says, thank you, Master Horcourt. 
call me master. It's Remington. She says, very well, Remington. Catherine, you can stop listening. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Did you need it? I didn't catch that. <laughs> are you are you are you planning to withdraw? Spare yourself some public. Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, uh, it's not too late. You've got about ten minutes. <laughs> Listen, I'm not withdrawing if Banyan isn't withdrawing. That. Barnyard is going to be buried on the track. <laughs> I believe you. But I still like my chances. I feel that, uh, well, I'm certainly going to come out a winner one day, one way or another today. Well, that is certainly a sporting attitude. Good luck. <laughs> and he just, he kind of, he looks, he looks at, he looks at Windrith and, you know, kind of gives her a nod and, uh, and bows to Catherine and then leaves. All right. Very well. And then Catherine's going to go over to Windrith real quick and just be like, everything okay? Still feeling good? Head in the game? She says, I'm ready to win your race, if that's what you mean. All right. She smiles. She glances back at Paul one more time. I don't think you have to worry about Paul too much, but keep an eye on Paul and Bonnie, especially when they ride near each other. Some things might occur. (laughs) She says, uh, she says, aye, that bay's a big horse. Uh, I'll have to be careful and make sure I can get around it. It's got big lungs. <laughs> All right. Big, big lungs, big heart, big everything. <laughs> let them, big let bay. them worry each other. Rainy? <laughs> Never mind, keep going. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Sorry, real quick, just in the side chat. So uh, as far as the... <laughs> As far as the uh, tokens are concerned, yes. I think Remington, Xavier, and Catherine all have monologue tokens that they can yeah, get. Correct. I have okay. not. Oh, not burger sighting. Oh, burger. Burger. Yes, I have not used a monologue token yet. I'm waiting. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so I believe there was one a scene with Martha, you said, Amber, you wanted yes. before the race? Yes. Um, Martha is going to find Remington probably on like the edge of the ring before he can go to the, the fancy people box seats or wherever the owners sit in the fancy area hmm. when he's still down on the ground in the mud. Uh, Martha, Hopefully, even just possibly leaving the stables. Yeah. Martha's going to be like kind of walking along the tracks in velvet shoes, far too fine to be walking in, you know, trampled, <laughs> trampled mud and, uh, and stable muck. <laughs> Um, but without a care in the world. And she's walking along, to, like she was heading toward the stables, but she sees you emerge and she kind of stops in her tracks for a moment and just looks at you. And then a small smile touches her face. Um, it's warm. It has, a, it has a warm familiarity. And she says, Remy, Martha, I've been meaning Martha. to catch up with you. Martha, you never change, do you? Oh, you know me, true to oneself. Yes, I wouldn't been say I never changed, though. I'm a little older and wiser now, I like to think. <laughs> I may be older, but I don't think I'm wiser. <laughs> oh, you know, men are a little bit behind, perhaps in four or five years when you catch up. She'll walk over to you and then like kind of like four take your now. arm and say, were you heading toward the uh, spectator I was seat? indeed. I was indeed, you... Are you unaccompanied? Oh, I'm meeting up with someone later, but I will I will escort you to your seat if you'll allow. 
the company of an old friend. Always. Always. How have things been? She's like, you know, they've they've gotten better. It was it was difficult after you after you left, after your um after your dear wife departed. Yes. Yes. I never quite understood why you stayed. Oh, you know, there were no other heirs in my family, so the vineyard was mine as soon as I ran out the folks. <laughs> but I didn't want to give people the satisfaction of running me off. You always were braver than me. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to find your courage. Indeed. That was quite an appearance that you made. Looks like perhaps ah. you learned a few things in your travels overseas. I'd love to hear about them. I've seen a lot of things, Martha. A lot of things. You know, when you're in Canada, they have, have you ever heard of the Northern Lights? You know, I do think Xavier was talking about them one time. He likes to plan future trips and travels to all kinds of places. They're quite beautiful. Just these shimmering lights above the stars, and you think you can just reach out and touch them. Very beautiful. Very beautiful indeed. And uh, let's see, what else? Have you ever heard of the Gulf of Mexico? I have. I am a little familiar with cartography. I've been on a boat out there, and it's the glass, the ocean. Waking up in the morning, the ocean's just flat calm. There's no wind, and, and it's, this water is just so clear that you feel that you can just reach all the way to the bottom of the ocean. Sounds I can't lovely. describe it well. You are, you are always much more Sometimes poet difficult. than I was. Indeed. Yeah, a lot of beautiful things I've seen, but I must say, if you allow me to be forward, Martha, that... The things that I've seen in my travels were always diminished because I did not share them. And he's looking right at you when he says that. Oof. <laughs> can, I use a, can I use a resolve token to have uh, Xavier kind of pop up at this moment? Arriving with Edith Justice this time? Yeah. Yes. Oof. Okay, Martha does not notice Xavier, notice Xavier arriving. Um, she... she has that moment, that intense silence with Remington looking into his eyes. And you can tell there's still feelings there, but she takes a deep breath and then she smiles again, that warm smile, smile of familiarity. And she says, well, you're not dead yet, Remy. And true, you have family now. You still have family. True enough. True enough. I wanted to wish you luck in today's race. And she takes off her scarf. <laughs> she says, I know you're not riding but I like to think a horse and his owner have a special bond. So if you will accept this token. Oh, Motherfucking Xavier! Yeah! <laughs> always, always. May it bring you swift victory. May it bring us all something. <laughs> She'll drape the scarf, the colorful scarf around his neck. We had a few rides when we were younger ourselves. As she drapes it around, he oh, kind of no. takes her hand and just lets it rest for a moment longer than it should edith squeezes Thank you. xavier's yep. hand xavier's pretty like, tense right now it is good to see you again i hope so you'll remain a little while after the finale at least i haven't any plans to go anywhere but if i do uh, i'll be the first you'll be the first that i let you know perhaps you'll be ready to make some make up for some of that trouble you avoided in your youth hope so and she'll uh kind of take a few steps backwards still smiling at him and then turn and walk off 
Uh, yeah. Xavier and Edith are right there, Martha. Uh, she <laughs> stops for a moment and then she keeps walking and reaches for Xavier's arm. Ah, Edith, Ooh. I was looking for you. <laughs> and Xavier's getting cockolded. <laughs> Will you be all right, Edith? Will you be just fine? Yes, I will be just fine. After tonight, I have an entire future ahead. <laughs> and once again, she squeezes your hand again, but this time it's like a more reassuring, not like a nervous, like angry. He, yeah, you know. he squeezes your hand back. Yeah. And, uh, and he will leave with Martha. Squeezing. Yeah. <laughs> Meaningful hand squeezing. Yes. Meaningful um, hand squeezing. Regency England, everyone. And yes. um, and yeah, Edith steps forward to approach her father. And yes, um, yes, Papa, I um sorry I'm later. As always, I like to make my entrance a bit uh, a, a bit more fashionably late, as they're calling it nowadays. Um one's in the family, doesn't it? Entrance. I suppose we do enjoy an entrance. Um, but you notice that Edith's eyes are kind of darting all over towards like the starting line and like the stables area and like all those stuff, but she's just kind of um fanning herself and just uh, Is something just... wrong? Um Daughter? no, just um excited about the race. It's uh always Yes, a... it should be starting momentarily. Um Oh goodness. Listen, Good. I, I something has come to my attention recently. Uh, and yes. um I wish to speak to you on it at length, I, I suppose. Uh, after the race, I think. Um, uh, actually, let's pause a minute. Should I drop this on her now or should I wait to after the race? Can I say, can I say that mm. you are about to? And that's when that's when Edith sees Connor running. Yes, I was to that's Windra. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, perfect. Edith looks over like the side. And sees Connor booking it down the hill. And maybe at this point, maybe even Connor has to shuffle past some of the uh, the carnies who have set up like a little bit of a security area so that carnies. people can't get into the race area. Uh, so so Connor uh, kind of scoots down around and like leaps over a small bench at one point. Uh, so Edith, you know exactly where that sweet hired boy of yours is yes. going. Um, and I look at I look at my father, I look at Papa Remington, and I say, um, conversations never really been our thing. Uh, actually, yes, after the race, I will speak to you about whatever uh, important matter this is, but I do need to be somewhere. Um, moment, give me a moment. And um, you see Edith, uh, she, she knows she's not going to intercept this but she just can't stand and watch it. Like she needs to either, she doesn't know where she's going, but she's, she's walking. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's walking. How yeah. about this? She's going to try to get to the letter, but she probably is. How about this, Rainy? You, you, Edith tries to go to the oh letter. Oh my God. They hey cast mom. a spell on oh, Troy and you shrunk. Hey. hey, buddy. Hey. Come over to our house. Yeah. I'll see you your house soon. But we miss you. Aww. Yeah, I'm gonna be there in like two, three weeks, bud. I'll be there really soon. We're gonna have mm-hmm. Easter together. All right. Hi, you, hi, bud. Did you hijack Daddy's stream? Yeah, boy. He's actually doing a better job, Troy. So you know you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, bud. We'll go look for him. Okay. Sorry. I'll be right back. Good luck. Okay. Yeah. 
I was just going to say, Edith can try and get to this letter, and she is intercepted by Barnyard oh, Barney. Oh, man. Gillingham. I will 100% accept that. Guess one. Um, because, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, her feet begin just as quickly as she can pace without jogging or running, because that is unladylike. Um, as quickly as she can pace towards uh, Windrith to cut her off and stop her from opening that letter. And she hesitates a moment and she stutters and she, and then all of a sudden as she comes around and, you know, comes down the stairs or something from the, um, you know, like the, the raised platform where people are watching from the, the grandstands or what have you, she comes down and at the bottom, just oh, right into. Edith. Yes. Edith. Ah. My Lord Gillingham. Yes, I'm sure you are surprised to see me here in my full attire. Uh, always, <laughs> uh, you always take my breath away, Barnard. Well, there's quite a lot of rumors going around about the things that are at stake in this race today. And I just thought I have an interest in all of these things. Why don't I enter myself? I did hear you were a late entry. Yes. Yes, well, there is a horse that I was quite interested up for grabs. There is apparently an introduction to you, possibly, oh no. up for grabs. Oh and, you know, no. quite a bit of money. So, you know, of course it is your choice. I, I am a feminist after all. But um, <laughs> he just learned that word this morning. Oh, yeah? my yeah? God. Um, you, uh, Edith but, is trying to hold her composure. Uh, like when she hears one, there's a bet going on for her introduction for a call upon her or something like that. Uh, yeah. she is, he means to himself, of course, but <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, um, and then, yeah. And then you'd continue on and she just, um, well, I, I hope you will be impressed in this race. I've, I've come for a blessing to wish me good luck in this race. Your determination is impressive, Barnard. Thank you. It's gotten me this far. It and it will take me will further. It will certainly continue to lead you in many places. <laughs> I've named my horse after you, Edith. Did you? Yes. How? So you lovely. can be a winner as well. Oh, God. <laughs> So bad. I would like to think that my uh, <laughs> my ability to represent myself is plenty, but I appreciate your. Oh no! Come on now. That is. <laughs> um, <laughs> as much and... as you have achieved, dear Edith, I assure you that you will achieve quite more by my side. Can I give you this resolve token right back to be a little too forward with Edith? Ooh, I mean, no, no, just go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. You don't need a. Re- this yeah. is something that's going to affect Edith more than it's going to affect Barney. So you just go. Yeah, do what you want. No, I mean Barnard to be forward with Edith, oh. not Edith to talk back to him, oh. but Barnard to get sleazy. How sleazy are you thinking? Just I mean, Regency <laughs> era sleazy, not much. Like maybe I, I, I don't know. I how much no, 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 no. Put your no, hands no. upon her in an insulting yeah. manner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give, like her upper arms. Send your resolve token and tell me what it is you'd like to happen. 
Yeah, I think that uh, you know you will you will go much further by my side, and I think that maybe you just oh, uh, like I hop off my horse and just pull yes. you forward and cop a feel or something. Go for yeah, a kiss, like, maybe pull, pull me pull me in like pull in you a, in just yeah. close. <laughs> Or, you know, it's by the lower way to give a rider a kiss for luck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> going for a kiss. Oh, Jess. Oh, Jess. Do it, Jess. You have to do it. You don't have to. Actually, you don't have to. But I will. I'm willing to. I am. Remy is rich with Remy is poor with cash, but he's rich with his op tokens. I will spend one to intercept that before it gets too far along and step in and be like, back the fuck off my daughter, yo. I mean, it's, Ooh, I yeah. would say, I would say it's your call, Edith. Or Edith, Wait. you can just lean in to give or a kiss. Or your call, your call, Rainy. hand in his face. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I would say, I would say your call, Rainy. What do you want to happen to you? I just like, I, I just imagine Barnard to be quite the entitled sleep. Okay, okay. Like that. You he know just what I mean? like, slides but, off his horse, like lower back pulls her yeah. uncomfortably too close. Traditional yes. to give a kiss for luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like maybe he doesn't have to go that far. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no sleazy uh, kiss, but like just pull, pull, presents. pulls her in more sleazy presents. Yeah, more, yeah. Um, more familiar than he is. Um, yeah. When you said we can deserves. accomplish so much more together, that would be yeah. perfect for you to exactly. Right exactly. there. Okay. Pay um, close attention to how I handle my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe immediately um, and, gets and up and sits side saddle. <laughs> at, at that, uh, Edith's hands it's go up and like horse. press against his, you know, chest and stuff, and she just says, "Like, how about you focus on the race, Barnard? Um, I will." Be eagerly watching you uh, and your and your um, Edith's hand. I would expect nothing less, my dear Edith. And he will take your hand, kiss you on top of your hand, and uh, oh, there it is. And, it's, a uh, wet. it's a little wet, and you don't know why. <laughs> oh God! What the hand of a kiss or both? A kiss. Oh, a sweaty <laughs> a hand kiss. and a kiss. Oh, and now the hand. <laughs> and he will mount. His horse and uh, go back and All get right. ready to uh, race. So uh, the person that's uh, helping set up at the stables uh, gives a call. Uh, two minutes to the starting line. Everyone, make sure that's you're good. doing your final checks. And that's so good. as this happens, and everyone's kind of getting ready, uh, Windrith, yes, you're your brother, uh, Owen. Uh, the Wendy, older, the oldest one, or the oldest yeah. one. Connor, oh, that's or... Connor. Connor, I'm sorry. Connor, Connor, yeah. Uh, Wind, Wendy. He's like trying to find you through the crowd. She <sighs> she like literally backs up on her horse and she's like, "My God, what what could it possibly be, Connor? How and many of you are there? My goodness." He ignores Barty completely <laughs> because he got paid by wow. <laughs> and he just look. I spit here. it out, Connor. He just holds the letter out to her. He's like, I, I don't have time for mail no, right now. I I have been informed that it's extremely important. By who? Just look at it and you'll know. Give me a... Just... She grabs the letter <laughs> and it smells of sweet perfume. And you do see a lock of hair of a very distinct, familiar color attached oh, to it. 
That's why you brought the knife to open the letter. Paid, paid for first class shipping. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have to make sure it got there. Really yeah. Are rich. yeah. How much okay. are you worth, I, Troy? I do, Five bucks. I do just it's want the first class to... shipping, and then it took us a yeah. month and a half. Another, yeah, another, <laughs> yeah. another like Aww. two weeks. So like it was Aww. like, oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Look at the wax that. got destroyed. It was a nice it's, little. It's okay. emblem. Aww. But look at this. Look at Beautiful. this piece of paper. Look yeah. at wow. this. All right. <gasps> Rainy. Yeah, I stained right. it and I wrote. We go it all in. That handwriting is so beautiful. <laughs> it is actually super nice. Yeah. Damn. And for for a brief moment, the world kind of slows down around Windrith as she sees the words on the page in front of her. Oh no. Okay. Oh God. So she's sitting on the horse now, and she opens the letter and she sees the lock of hair and she reads it out loud. No, she reads it to herself. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it out loud. All right. It says, to, it says, my dearest Windrith, you deserve a garden full of flowers, colorful and bright. Your tender touch could make them bloom your soul, radiant light. You deserve a stable full of horses to care for, brush and ride, not to shoe yourself for family's health, but see the world as I. Be, uh, beware the one who gives you roses, they're often hiding thorns, or deliveries of tulips when the fields have all been worn. I would send you baby's breath, but mourn the life unborn, for love alone is not enough when it is love destined forlorn. Yours forever, yet never, E. Oh. <laughs> Rainy. God damn. God damn it, Rainy. And Edith, Edith uh, is in the background of a shot, still stunned from Barnard, staring at what she couldn't stop from happening. We we hear the narration of yours forever, but never E, and camera pans just to the left, and we see Edith in the background just staring. Yeah. I am good. gonna spend a monologue token there, I think. What do you think, guys? I've already, I've already had a monologue. We only get one. Oh, you have shit. Yep, but, that's okay. But Edith hasn't. Edith hasn't. Edith hasn't. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm Edith. gonna spend mine on Edith. Oh, raining you. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Immediately, unlike before, her feet say run, but they don't move. Her feet are led in the mud on the side of this starting line as she sees Edith unfurl the ribbon, the hair, read, and her eyes. Um, I imagine Windrith looks up, you know, taking it all in, but like isn't scanning. Maybe is scanning for Edith, maybe isn't. But their eyes never, like Windrith never finds Edith, but Edith has her eyes trained on Windrith for a response. She needs to know and you know, it's one of those things where you don't know what you want. So you flip a coin, but the second you flip a coin, you know what you want. The second she read that, Edith just wished she could have torn that to pieces. And now Edith is destroyed because will, will she ever be able to take it back? 
no, you know, she won't. Uh, is there any salvageable part of this? Hopefully, but it'll always have been. And another part of her has just has died and accepted the fact that in a way she's trying to convince herself this is for the best because of what is expected of her. Her father wanted to have a serious conversation with her and her mind goes to that's what it was going to be about. Um, she is assuming he said we have to put these things behind us and do what's right for our family. Oh, wrongfully assuming. But she's just at this point lying to herself that she, she's having the fight where she just wants to run away but her feet are led and so all she's trying to do is convince herself of lie after lie after lie and I think that when she finally can move it's when Wintrith as they're lining up the horses to start this race does spot Edith standing at the bottom of the stairwell frozen and that's when flight kicks in she lifts her dress and she does not go back upstairs to the grandstands to her father she just runs away to a field elsewhere for mm -hmm. a while that's awesome that's yeah all of the horses line up at the starting line the crowds are Definitely cheering with excitement and anticipation. There's Barker's taking final bets. And everyone is almost prepared. So I imagine as we're all on the we're all lining up and getting ready on the starting line, I um I took the letter and I folded it and I put it in the pocket of my father's um riding coat of my father's, you know, uh, you know, military uniform, which I'm, which I'm wearing right now as we're about to enter this race. And, um, previously my hair was all done up in like this, like nice, like bun, you know, clean away from the sides of my face and stuff like that to make me look more presentable and, you know, more whatever fucking aerodynamic or whatever for this posh race or whatever. And I just, I just pulled a, you know, the thing out from behind and I just like let my wild fucking curly red hair just go down below my shoulders and um I just like grip the reins like really tightly and you it's just just like a side view of like the riders kind of lined up and you just see like my my teeth are like clenched my jaw and like the muscles in the side of my face are like rigid and I'm just thinking of there's just so many things that are whirling through my head right now right and you hear that heartbeat that came before like when the world slowed down and everything went quiet and there's the cheering of the crowd and it goes, goes, goes dull for a moment. And you just see the breath of the horses in anticipation and, you know, and then you just hear that heartbeat. And I would imagine like, as that's happening, Windrith is thinking of so many different things. And she's thinking of this interaction she had with Ludwig and her family, just like an hour ago, not long ago at all before she's thinking of um, Edith and maybe some of like the, the, fun times that they've had. I mean, even the small interactions where she got mixed feelings or whatever. And um, right as the announcer goes to like, let off the shot for the race to start, Windrith is thinking about that gun pointed at Ludwig. And um, 
it's like a very tense moment and the gun shoots and Windrith freezes. Nothing happens until the gun goes off and she realizes maybe a second later that the race has begun and the other horses are already out of the gate and she fucking spurs the horse into action a second behind. Nice. All right. I'm going to laugh if Barney wins all of this. Oh, Barney. <laughs> I'm going to so laugh. I, I, I had a, a, a thing I wanted to propose to you guys on how we want to handle the race because I don't want to just narrate it all myself. Sure. But I think this should be a group effort. Christian should do the entire thing in his Canadian here's what i wanted to it should be like thomas fuckery right oh yes i wanted to propose a secret vote oh okay where each person has one vote for their major character and one vote for their minor character Oh, yeah. who they want oh, to win. Like who their character actually wants to win? Yes. Or, okay. okay. Well, no, this is, like, hmm. no, it's okay. I, we already know how that um, chips will fall because everybody knows correct. what every character wants. Mm, with a minor? We don't know for the minor. I forgot Paul has we two can, resolve it, it tokens, could, so there can be like some... I have four also. What, well, yeah. not that's saying one for each. It could be what their mm. character wants. It could also just be what the player wants to just kind of mix it in, give it a little spice. Okay. I will I leave like that, that up to you guys. I'll, I'll say each person has two votes. You can pick how your votes want to go. So it's okay. just these three contestants. We're not going to worry about NPCs. Okay. There are others, fair. but they yeah, don't fair. matter. Fair. Yeah. So if you can either give me a secret message on Zoom or a solo message on Facebook, whatever is easier for you. Oh, boy. You know what? And I'm going we to calculate Paul, these tallies. We know who Paul wants to win. I have to think about who Edith wants to win this race. From mm. what limited information Edith actually has about this. Mm. <laughs> like, I think... Okay, yeah. I'm going all in selfishly for what Christian wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Christian's like, nothing else matters. This is me. He's like, two votes for me. <laughs> <laughs> two votes for Lafroig. <laughs> um, Jess is like, all votes for Barney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How so did you know? She's so transparent. How did uh, you know? Just waiting on just one kidding. more. Could you imagine how that would end up if Barney won? How the how we would fucking role play? We'd the all rest just have to it. walk into the sea together. That would be the final scene. We just walk into the ocean. <laughs> or we just kill Barney. Everybody is involved with killing both Barney and Ludwig, and then we just have to leave town. <laughs> I bet you that is what the audience wants. It's a very different story. <laughs> Definitely wants okay. Ludwig dead, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um really quickly, I just yes. wanted to note like while um while this was happening and Martha and Xavier are up in the stands, um, they're just kind of watching from a distance. And Xavier is going to point out to Martha just the the young love that is going 
on, right? Just the the looks between Edith and Windrith, the Edith being frozen and kind of seeing um Barnard kind of cut her off and just the just that drama and things like that. And <sighs> to be young and it's it's also important, but um we have the the benefit of being older and wiser in time. And then seeing oh, poor Edith. <laughs> I know. And then see poor Edith run off. Ah, uh, that breaks his heart. And he might, I don't know if he's gonna go after her. I can I almost want to spend a resolve token for while he's saying that speech, Martha's looking looking at Remington. Remington? <laughs> Remington and Martha like Sinai. That's so. all that that's all the resolve. Martha to for. leave you for Remington. No, no lie. If no, if you do that, I will spend one of Paul's two resolve tokens um to have Xavier run to find Edith. Because the second he sees Martha's eyes even glance, he's it's like just too much. I mean, he's not he's, playing this game. He just I, grew a backbone. No, I mean he's he's okay with Martha and Remington. He's okay. He is. Oh, he is. So he has. He thinks he, he thinks he's going to come into a lot of money with the yeah. town on this race. Yeah, exactly. And he might still exactly guess oh, rigging yeah. the vote. Yeah, exactly. So I will say, uh, oh, so, yeah. No, I, you don't have to spend a token. She will look toward Remington. Like that's on her uh, mind too about young love and the mistakes that they made. She will look toward Remington. Um, I am going Remington to... definitely catches her eye back. Wearing her scarf for the and, yep, victory. is touching the scarf kind of thoughtlessly as he watches the horses line up. Yeah. So. Oh no. <laughs> the, I'm, so I'm going to to give time. I'm going to split this race into thirds, so there is time for quick interactions in between sections. Okay. People have them. Oh, so nice. the first third. Everyone, uh, Windrith is a bit behind with Maid uh, because yeah. of her late start. Like, it's okay, like that's okay. Far, I told like her far to behind. Let. Like, oh shit, I messed up. I was not paying attention kind of behind. Yeah. It's fine, it's fine. I told her to let Handy lead until the last quarter. Handy? You're <laughs> calling him yeah. Handy? And Catherine, Catherine handy. you look at this and you're like, wow, that's a fucking Handy lead. <laughs> as, 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 uh, Paul, Paul kind of is, is in the, the middle of the path. There's a bunch of horses kind of all together. Um, and, and Paul's a good rider, but he's not the best rider, but he's keeping pace really well. Um, and and as Catherine was fully aware of, uh, old Handy <laughs> with Barney Barney Billingham <laughs> is uh, edging out towards the front. Barney, yep, Barney, yep, that's good. She she blows all her stamina in the lead early on. That's how she that's how she do. She's too competitive in the front. Yes, yes. So much worse now that it's called Edith's hand. It's so much yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is the first third. What is going? What is happening with people if they have their moments Catherine is like down at the ring and she's like she's like running along the ring like she can't keep up with these horses <laughs> but she's like but she's, she's like trying and she's like jogging she keeps like pulling up her little like lens and looking through and she's like ah she's <laughs> obviously all in for made in the lake to win but she's also watching her brother because she doesn't want him to get hurt Paul is a good rider but she sees him in the middle of the pack and she's like oh just like Stops watching Nate a little bit to watch that to make sure nobody edges up or bumps him or anything. She knows how fucking dangerous it is. And he is, he hasn't done too many races like this, you know? So she's like, ah, ah. once in a while, she's just, she's waving her hand, like, move over, like, move over. <laughs> she's very tense, running around in the mud, popping up the spyglass. <laughs> I love that. Remington is, um, 
I'd like to think he has probably like a front row seat and he's standing, he's standing up and he's kind of gripping the, gripping the railing in front of him. And Joffrey's probably next to him. And he's like, Joffrey, what, why, why is she so far behind? This is Joffrey. What, what, no, Joffrey's enjoying it too. Joffrey's right <laughs> up there with you. Yeah. And he's, what, what is, what is this? This is just what Joffrey, this is not what we, I thought you told us. He's, like, he's kind of just like, wait on accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this wet meme um martha is going to turn to xavier and she's going to place her hand over his on her arm and say are you worried about remington i worry about living up to remington but remington is your past and we've made a plan for the future so i'm not that concerned Ooh, does he actually seem to believe that (laughs) I'm a good read. <laughs> Not entirely, but this is this is what he's going with. He he doesn't. I mean, he's definitely worried about living up to Remington for sure and living up to society. So that part is very much true. Uh, he doesn't fully believe that he's not worried about Remington now. She gives his hand a little pat and says, "I would never." betray you so I won't lie I never expected to see him again and I do care for him still more than you care for me I don't know (laughs) that's worse than yes (laughs) (laughs) He's my past, but we never get a chance to resolve our past. A lot of it was taken from us by expectations and people and the goddamned church. Hmm. Part of me is still young. All of you are still young. (laughs) She smiles at him with a little chuckle and then kind of gives his hand a pat. Well, after today, Remington and I will both be fairly well off. It's never about the money, Xavier. Of course, you've got tons of it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. (laughs) Well, you and I have had all this time together. Maybe you need to talk to Remington and find out if there's something still there and if you have need you for are, time with him too. You are very dear to me. As you are to me. You should just kind of lean against him a little bit. A little sad, but unwilling to lie to him. Just. Well, shit. He's not going to win any money or the girl. He's <laughs> still got the just money. He's trying to be honest and let them feel their feelings in this unideal moment. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just going to be like, we've had all this time together and he's grateful for it. And maybe then she needs to talk to Remington and figure out if there is something more there. I owe it to us both to pursue the truth. Whatever that is. 
see you do have a poet in you <laughs> if not you will soon <laughs> just give them another pat history professors <laughs> so, christian just goes xavier hit up catherine but <laughs> catherine supposedly killed her husband i don't I know catherine would like a pliable man yeah it's true that's the only that's man she would out. like at this point. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe that's his ending. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the race continues on as we get into oh, the second okay. third of it. Oh, were you going to say something, Randy? Yeah, I was going to say uh, to mirror Xavier's potential frustration there with this uh, all of a sudden un- uncertainty, we would have cut to Edith just like tearing wildflowers and just throwing them in like a fit of just trying not to break down. Um, that's all and yeah and uh and then I would also um like to cut to Paul who's just writing and in his mind um Paul even though his sister said you know my girl's gonna win blah 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 all this stuff in a way Paul sees the bad start when Winters got off to and I think what happens is Paul is Paul's looking ahead and all he sees is Barnard and he his can't his, let Barnard his, win. <laughs> his sister said humiliate Barnard. So now all of a sudden Barnard. Uh, all of a sudden Paul just goes, fuck it. I'm here to prove myself. I'm gonna win. Oh you fucker. And he is gonna <laughs> fucking push it. What? Yeah. 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 I'm about to knock you off your horse. <laughs> Dude, it's Martha's scarf, guys. It has power. <laughs> Power. I'm about to kick power. you off your horse, little boy. Yeah. I'm gonna humiliate Bonnard. I have to win. She can't make up for that lead there. Something went wrong. And Paul's just riding all out. And then all of a sudden, like everybody who was riding on the horse to lose is like, no, no, no. There is like, Paul, stop. Stop. All of a sudden, Joffrey starts gripping the rails. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Yep. Listen, I'm it's like the you, tulips. It's the tulips all over everything again. Everything is coming tulips. up, Paul. And as, as we move into the second third of the race, things are coming up, Paul. <laughs> oh my God, no! Barney no. still has a solid lead, as as Catherine would have predicted, because that's just how the hand works. That's how the hand goes. That's how the hand breaks. <laughs> Amber, that's on the internet now. Yeah. I didn't even hear what she said, and I don't think I want to. It wasn't what she said, it was what she did. (laughs) Um, Censor it. (laughs) Someone please censor it, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Try now. With with, uh, Barney out in in front, um, the bay starts getting closer and closer and closer. Holy shit. Holy shit. To the point where there is less than a foot of space between the back of the hand and the front of the bay. The back of the hand and the front of the bay. I, listen, I, listen, I gotta explain it somehow. The back of uh, the hand and the front of the bay. Oh my God. Something, something for along, something, something by a nose. <laughs> Race terms. Can I, spend, can I spend one of Paul's resolve tokens to, uh, to smack, uh, smack the hand uh, and uh, mess with Barnard? I mean, if you smack the hand, it's gonna go faster. Throw it off. Actually, it's gonna wear her out. Just smack Barnard. No, 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 it's, no, no, it's, no, 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 no
fucking cropping. <laughs> no, she. No, no, no. Paul would also know this about the horse. Uh, she's strong in the beginning and and wavers at the end. If I'm mm, also hitting too. her, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear her out faster. You absolutely. If, yeah. If I mean, I'll cool. take it, but I want to spend a resolve token to hit Paul. Uh, a <laughs> little hit hand hand hand. Talk, my brother. I'm gonna kill Barnard. Are I'm you hitting Paul again. or the bay? Wait, Paul. Get the body bag. Okay. Yeah. If that's Paul, if you that's accept- if Paul t- accepts it. Get the body bag. Paul, do you accept? Uh, what's the consequence? Yeah, no, Paul's gonna. Paul, Paul hits you. Yeah. It, you know what? Because if I come out of this and I have a fat lip and I'm bleeding or whatever, and I took a beating and I still won, he's probably not gonna punch you because he's holding oh, onto a horse. Man. He's probably just gonna like kick your leg a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's making Barnard look like more of a jerk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Accepted. So, so this altercation happens. Meanwhile, uh, Windrath and Maid of the Lake are. It's it's this silent intense focus that is just very windriff and she is she's pulled up to the back of the pack and is slowly weaving her way into the middle she's not out of the woods yet but she is not in last anymore and now we enter the midsection of this just kicked my motherfucking brother catherine (laughs) hops the fence on the fucking track she runs across the track, hops the mid-green, and is cutting across the fucking mid-green. <laughs> There's just carnies everywhere just chasing after Catherine. <laughs> He's like, that fucker just hit my brother. <laughs> they better be um, disqualified. I um, <laughs> I, I, I would say if you zoom into uh, Windrith, like, as she's riding the horse and she's catching up and stuff, like, obviously there's that intense focus. And a small child. A little <laughs> Aww. He says hi, Amber. Oh, hi, bud. Okay, but, oh, right. I'll continue just a little bit. Here, you can have it. It's just an envelope. <laughs> um. So as it zooms into Wendra's face, there's that intense focus, but um, you just see tears just streaming down her face. Uh, I and I want to cutting cut. tracks through the mud because she's been at the back of the pack, so she's splattered. Mm. I want to cut to tears on Edith's face, uh, just for a poetic cut there uh, between the two of them. And uh, Edith decides um, she's had enough of her cry. Uh, it is, um, you know, dampened her emotions to the point where she knows she is expected back at the grandstands, and she begins walking her way back we see the grandstands in the distance as she's ran into some you know field um and she's making her way back up over there as she's walking back she sees also making their way to the grandstands ludwig oh god Mm. with a sheriff i guess it's like whatever Uh, something along those lines a constable. constable constable I guess it would be the sheriff, right? Because you had like the sheriff of Nottingham. Constable. But, uh, constable. Oh, yeah. no, the constable Yeah. So yeah, with the with with the proper authorities. <laughs> okay. Um I don't think I don't think Edith knows Ludwig. We missed one another in that one scene where we mm-hmm. might have, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she even knows. I wasn't sure if uh, Ludwig might know of Edith because of Winter. Like, she's come to the house and, or, you know, stop by or. 
Ludwig would know of Edith because he wants to be in the upper echelon. Mm-hmm. And, she, and he knows that's a hardcore. They just don't know each other personally, but yes. he knows who right. she is. Yeah. Like right. he knows Paul and Catherine because, oh, those are the Ives kids. He knows yeah. Edith. I, I pictured this as him kid. far away from her, though. Like, oh, gotcha. just, she yeah. sees him in yeah. the distance. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. That's a he's going in this way. He's going in this gotcha. way. Like, yeah, we see him out converging. See, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Well, it, Xavier, if he has uh, really nothing left, whether this race wins or loses, just going to talk to turn to Martha and to be like, well, then, regardless of the outcome of this race, I worry about poor Edith. She's run off. I'll talk to her. She gets up and gives Xavier a kiss on the head and then heads. She'll head down to the stands and try to intercept um, Edith before she can get to the, the oh, box seating. Interesting. Edith Martin. Xavier then is going to um, move to sit near Lord Remington, if you will allow. Oh, Jesus. This is... <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. Oh, fuck. Remington and Joffrey are like gripping the stands. Meanwhile, Remington is screaming. Like, what the fuck? Is going I on mean, though? that's where Edith would have sat. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is going to come join them quietly? Oh, he kind of, you just get like the look and then you just like back by pack to the race. Oh, hello, Xavier. Everything all right? Yes, everything's fine. We've just uh, hopefully a race to win. Where is Edith, by the way? She ran off quite upset, but um, I hope she will be returning very soon. Martha's Why gone off she, to talk to her. She ran off. I'm not sure, but hopefully we'll we'll learn that soon enough. Joffrey, see to this, and he just he's going off to look for her too. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh shit! You've oh, no. just become... driven your. <laughs> oh no. You've just driven the old flame closer toward your life. I know. <laughs> I know. Fucking Xavier just shooting himself for <laughs> I will say at this point, uh, Martha is able to easily find Edith. Miss Maybe Falcourt. a bit disheveled. Martha, Miss, uh, my lady Moore, uh, good evening. Uh, what, is there something that need air from the race? Oh, yes, it's getting a little bit tense up there, and I think uh, some of the gentlemen are a little too invested. Yes, there's apparently so much on the At line hand. of this. It's Bar- <laughs> Barnyard Billingham is just screaming his name this entire race. <laughs> Barnyard! Barnyard! Me! It's me. It's, he's Jamie Tart. Screaming his own name. It's if, uh, if any anyone uh anyone here or anyone watching is familiar with Gaston's song Me yes. from the musical version mm-hmm. being in the a big barnyard party feeling <laughs> it. It's so good. Anyway. Um yeah, Edith uh just kind of she's you see her <laughs> almost start crying again. Um and she says like Yes, um out of my control anyway, so Suppose. Martha's just gonna walk up to her and hug her. She's like, "Come here, Dove." Yeah, and uh, just, I think she's out of tears, but like this, the sobs. You know what I mean? Like the dry, like just little shake. And 
Um, she, she'll hold her and just kind of, you know, give her a little hair pats and just say, yeah. I know we haven't really been well acquainted, different circles and all, but I was quite close to your father when we were young. And He and Xavier always speak well of you. You know, you can talk to me. Whatever's burdening you, I, uh, I'm sure you've heard. I don't really give a fuck what people think. <laughs> yes, uh, you have been fortunate in that regard. Unfortunately, I don't believe I have that luxury. Uh, what is this nonsense? What, what would you give you that idea? My father has lived a life of his own and I do not envy him for it. I uh, love listening to his stories from the places he has been, but it is different for a young woman in good society. And uh, she looks over at the, like the racetrack. She says like, we're raised like prize horses, trained, examined, shown, sold to the best mate available. It's rare for girls to find someone with whom they truly connect and rarer still to have a chance to do anything about it. I fear I had the chance and squandered it and now I just fall in line. Edith, you are young. And We're yet, talking about lost chances here. And yet old enough. A bit ahead of you. <laughs> old enough that my future is sealed. Can Remington show up then? I think so. I think that's yeah, a good I'm, I'm cool with that. She's, yeah. Martha's holding your, your teary-eyed daughter, looking yeah. down into her, her young, yeah. puffy-eyed face with... Remington actually empathy, I think would... A little bit of heartache, tenderness. Go up and just, like, embrace both of them. And, oh, like... Got it. Yeah. Oh God! It's yes. town family. You're fucked, Xavier. What is this family yeah, yeah. unit that's showing up? And I, I'm going to be like, I'm like, darling, what? What is wrong? Which one? Just comes into. He's like, group. I'm just going to look at Remington's such a parent and look down at Edith. What? What is? What is wrong, Edith? Nothing, father. No, it's stupid. I'm not stupid. What is wrong? Don't say anything. Truly, it's. Yeah. Matters of the heart of which I have no control. The is race this... is still happening, right? Yeah. yeah this okay. is yep. Yeah, this is during the race. Okay. It's a long this ass is the, race. This is in the well, two thirds pause. Yeah. Is this in regards to Windrith? And uh, you, uh, oh, Edith had no idea you had any idea about Windrith, so um, she kind of chokes a bit and scoffs. <clears throat> no, um. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Listen, um, this is. Mm. He reaches. Whoa. He takes an arm off, and he reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out the letter. And oh he, shit! And Edith has read that, up. right? Edith has no. not read the letter. Fuck a dog. And he says, oh, no. "I was in receipt of this letter <laughs> that did not reach me as quite as soon, perhaps, as I would have liked it to, but it is from Windrith." And she's quite a remarkable young woman. I, I had a chance to talk to her before the race. And she 
<laughs> I understand. I understand what has passed between you. Oh. Um. Oh. <laughs> now Marcus and... like. <laughs> he looks. Excited. He just looks at Martha. He's like, "No, no need to leave, Martha. It's just you will recognize the story. I think um, uh, they they fear that they are not meant to be because of societal pressures." Yeah, I think Edith just immediately her eyes. Uh, she opens the letter. She's scanning it. She's reading it. Um, I'm cool with ending the scene with Edith just like finishing the letter, and like the tears are gone. And she's about to unladylike run for the finish line. Oh God! Something terrible is nice. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. someone's going to get trampled. So, ah! <laughs> the race no big deal. continues, <laughs> but with, with the altercation uh, between uh, Barney and Paul a bit underway, uh, as predicted, the hand does start to fall a bit behind. Yes! No! Sounder is maintaining speed. Oh, yeah, where's Ludwig going? Oh, yeah. Yep, I will pause. Christian, did you want to touch on Ludwig now, or did you want to wait? Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll say, let's wait. Okay. Okay. Ludwig will show up when when he's least wanted. Yeah. Excellent. As he should. Windrith is gaining speed. Yes! She is pushing forward, maneuvering through the pack like she knows, like it's the back of her head. Riding like her life depends on it. Made of the lake is like always revenge, baby. Like always. <laughs> Gotta be doing that. <laughs> old man Christian's got the Old man, yeah, listen. <laughs> this I, might have, I, might have the old back. I might have the old man back, but he's got the old man bladder. <laughs> <laughs> And as as the the racers uh, round the final corner and are approaching the finished line, there are two horses next to each other, keeping identical pace between Paul and Winter. Oh my! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! No oh way! Oh my! You look over and you just see tears streaming down Winter's face, just mud Dude, covered in mud, <laughs> and she and... just grits her teeth. And with the last push that the horse is able to give, Windrith pushes ahead and is the first to cross the finish line. Oh, oh yes! Made yes. of the lake by a note! Yes! So I yes. would like oh, to well, tell Can I say, Paul will forever tell the story that he saw the tears and let up a little bit. So, really of you. I want to, at this point, very quickly. Catherine's like sprinting across the middle of the track and then just throws her hands up and just starts screaming. (laughs) She's like, ah! Yeah, just shameless gloating for everyone in good society. She's a widow widow with the recent title of Baroness. What fucks does she give? She does not care. (laughs) Joffrey's jumping for joy in the grandstands. Just absolutely... Yeah, here we have money again. There is uproarious joy from the crowd. Except for Xavier. Excitement for the most part. (laughs) He's just sitting there. He's like, is my heart broken or is my new life about to begin? Xavier is the meme of uh, uh, the cooking guy from 
You know what I'm talking about? The Scarface? Pablo Escobar? Pa- the Elmo? Pablo Escobar? Oh, yeah. No, you know that meme where he's just sitting there? That's the only cocaine one I know. Oh, yeah, narco- yeah the Narcos yeah, meme. The yeah. Narcos one where he's just like, it's yeah. Everybody else is jumping and screaming. I got it. Hold on, Jess. I'll put oh. it in chat. I don't know memes. This is true. Oh, it's man. exactly what meme you're talking about. As soon as yeah. you see it, you will know exactly what it is. So <laughs> oh, that is that is the sentiment right now. That is the I am going to right issue. Now. I'm going to do what I did last time. Hey, future Sarah, how's it going? You fuckhead, put that meme in the chat right now. Bye. Yeah, put, put that in the chat. <laughs> oh my god. Were the votes close, Sarah? So, oh, I can't wait to hear this. You guys want to know how close? Yeah, they were? how did it Yes. Down? So we we had uh te- so between all of us there were ten votes. One vote went to Barney. I almost <laughs> I almost put one to Barney. I almost put one to Barney. One to pity. Barney. Four to Paul. Four to oh. Paul. And five to Windrith. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God! Damn. Your vote to Barney made it a tie. <laughs> <laughs> It was that close. I mean, it was me. How do you know it wasn't someone else who voted for Barney? Because I almost was did. not voting it was for you. anyone but Barney. It was you, Jess. We know it was you. <laughs> it was. I'm, I'm honestly surprised you didn't put both of your votes to Barney. Yeah. <laughs> no, Xavier had a lot on this. Xavier uh, actually, sadly, Troy. Xavier's the only one coming yeah. out losing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy, but if yet. you had... I got some your... resolve tokens left. Uh, if Troy, I had, if, it would have been if, a tie. Yeah. If you had put your second vote to Barney, oh, it would have been a tie. Monologue, Xavier, have you monologued? Yes. Yeah, I've already monologued. Yes. I've already monologued. Uh, already monologued. Uh, this would have been so much better. This moment of losing everything, shit. Yeah, but here's the thing: is um, I'm the facilitator, and I don't have a monologue token, but I'm going to make one up and then use it on Xavier right now. Xavier, cool. Yeah. Show us how this feels. I will use two of my facilitator resolve tokens for this. That's fair. That's totally fair. Because this is a good mm. moment. This is like the Cartman. Mm, tears of ultimate sadness. <laughs> yeah. Scott Tenement, how does that feel? And then you just lost the money too. Yeah, Remington has just left this person who has traveled the world and has seen things that he has only read about and hope to see someday. And uh, the love of his life has already left before him. And he's watching <laughs> this race. And uh, he's wondering as it's going on, whether it's even worth it, right? Like, even if he gets oh. the money, he's lost the girl. Even if he gets the money, he could possibly get the girl back. But but he actually lost. I just want to add to how bad it is. You lost your girl's money. It wasn't even your money. I know. I know. And I was just going to say, that was the last thing. It's just like, it's not his money. So if he can win this race, he'll at least return Martha's money in tenfold. And he can leave all of that with her. And then that horse just squeaks by. And he's feeling like an idiot. He is lost everything he doesn't even know how he can face anyone again um what's he he thinks that edith also and edith and remington also lost a lot of money and he's he's worried about how they're going to be oh shit yeah he doesn't even know (laughs) oh fuck like why is joffrey jumping (laughs) why is joffrey jumping up and down (laughs) 
that be even more of like a maybe he was yeah i was like where you just go oh my god yeah he's even more of a big idiot yeah he bet on the wrong horse he doesn't know what he's gonna do next he doesn't know how he's gonna even face society so with xavier's revelation multiple characters all make it to the finish line at the same time Catherine is fucking covered in mud. <laughs> She's like, like a maniac. <laughs> no. So I have, I know so I messaged you privately. Like, yes! Yes, win! So, yep. So I know I know I messaged you privately, Sarah. Um, it actually works out pretty well because Catherine is on the field. So when, once she passes the finish line and rides, you know, just a little further to get the horse to slow down, she turns the horse around. And she sees Catherine just covered in mud, running around like a crazy person. <laughs> and she just, um, she goes to like yell out Catherine's name, but like she, there's like something caught in her throat. And then she like pushes through it and she tries one more time and she yells out Catherine's name. When, when you did it! Oh my God, you smoked them! You didn't even let them get ahead and start! You just fucking sat there at the beginning and you still smoked him! Eat! Shit, Barney! (laughs) (laughs) Do not mess with us! She she rides the horse a little closer, also for Catherine's sake, so she doesn't have to scream, eat shit, Barney, over and over again. (laughs) She will, though. Like, it's not like you're asking much. Windrith rides up to you, and when she gets close to you, you see her face, and it is not at all what you would expect. There's no joy. There's no happiness at this winning the race her face is at first you're you're like okay her face is kind of covered in mud and stuff like that because she was at the back but then you see very clearly the streaks from her crying and you see like tears in her eyes and stuff and um she kind of from from the vantage point she has on the horse she can probably see out into the crowd a little bit and stuff like that and i'm gonna leave this one up to christian christian do you want her to see ludwig with the uh the deputy or the sheriff or whoever take some time Continue, continue. Ludwig will come in when appropriate. Okay. Ludwig's loaded in the chamber. He just hasn't come out yet. (laughs) She, she looks at you and she says, um, she says, Catherine, I, uh. That looks up Catherine dead. She just kind of like stops in her tracks. Her arms just sort of drop and she just sort of like freezes with like a look of dread. She looks at you and she says, Catherine, I've got one more favor I've got to ask of you. What is it? What does it win? Anything. She says, there's something that I've got to do. And I'm afraid I don't have a lot of time. And she says, what do you need? She says, my family won't have any peace here. And I'm afraid there's nothing left for me. She says, I need to borrow your horse for one more ride and then you'll get it back in the morning but I won't see you again when whatever it is you don't need to do this she says I'm afraid I made a deal with the devil and he's ready to cash in fuck the devil I'm Catherine Ives (laughs) you don't need to do this (laughs) she's gonna walk like get right up to the horse and like kind of grab for Wynn's hand be like 
Windrith just kind of like Windrith just kind of like touches the side of your face like this and just like leans down closer to you and she says she says take care of my family resolve token I have four I'm fucking cashing oh, those fuckers in <laughs> uh, so uh, first resolve token uh, Edith arrives at that point hmm. oh, oh oh okay me all right what what else do you have christian because that does put a little bit of a damper on my on my plan here there will so be my thought my Sorry, thought was because I, I know what you sent to me but my thinking now is right we don't have to end this in murder unless we want to but no, it doesn't have <laughs> to end in murder pro murder <laughs> but i know we know how you feel amber <laughs> but either this shows up Happy reunion. I might actually, <clears throat> I might actually, and then we deal with Ludwig. I might actually decline that resolve token only because okay. Edith did have that detour with Martha and Remington that would have floated down. Her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it, I still think that Edith and Win can have a really powerful seed. The other thing too is is that Win knows she's fucked already just by what she's done already. Like she knows that Ludwig is out to get her and out to get her family. And if he like gets a hold of her, she's fucked. Like she's going to prison. She won't be able to take care of her family. Her family will lose everything. So like Windrith is she gonna do everything. That. She doesn't know it yeah. for sure. Well, she yeah, she, she thinks she, that, she, but she's gonna she try thinks, to do yeah. okay. she's gonna try to do everything in her power to avoid Ludwig. So like if she sees Ludwig, she's gonna take off on the horse. Okay, so I mean, I, and I'm, that's I'm the fine, plan I'm anyhow. With, but I'm fine with her seeing Ludwig walking around with the sheriff. Then, if that's what you want to do. Okay, so yeah. at that point, Catherine, um, you know, everything is is getting really close, and she looks at you and she says, "Ludwig's here with the sheriff." She says, "I've got to go. They're gonna look for me at home. I won't have time to stop by, but just." She says, hey, "Win, go." And then come back. Meet me at the stables after midnight. We'll sort this out. I can help you. I owe you. She looks at you and she says, I'll do my best. I owe you everything in my new life. Let me help you with yours. And she just gives her hand a squeeze. This is a squeeze, meaningful squeeze. squeeze. A squeeze is of camaraderie. <laughs> and she will let, let Win go. Okay. And then at that, wind looks out and she's looking for one last person. She's looking to see somebody. Does she see Edith in the crowd? Um, yeah, but I think Edith's behind a big, big portion of the crowd, right? Sure. I mean, Sadly, sure. all she sees is broken-hearted Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> no, she can. Well, she'll, um, she well, sees Edith, but I'm Edith is small and in the middle of a big crowd at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She sees Edith at a distance, and she, um, she kind of just like wipes her cheeks and um she just again she she looks down she sees ludwig she sees this sheriff and she just grits her jaw and she just spurs the horse into action and she just takes off from the field oh no okay fucking a stand there she's upset she's overwhelmed people are trying to hurt her friend She's looking around covered in mud now, ready to kick ass. <laughs> and Paul, and up comes Paul. <laughs> also covered in mud. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, We're all just in mud everywhere. <laughs> reaches down and like touches his sister on the shoulder. And he just says, like, 
I think we did it. I think we did Paul? it. I honestly can't tell if you threw that or not. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah. And he's never going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she gets like an excited, like really excited grin for a moment. And she just like, she starts to like lift a little bit. Like she's going to jump on a side. And then she goes, we have to play it cool. We can't look like we conspired at all. <laughs> yeah. And he just says like, uh, yeah. And he goes, right, 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 right. And then he puts on like this terrible, sad face. Because he also made a ton of money on the bet that he made yep, again. Yep. You know what I mean? So he's just like. She'll, she'll offer to shake his hand, very sportsman-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winner to a loser. They, yeah, the they crowd. shake hands very, uh, very Then just like a moment, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, actually, do you want, um, oh, he can't give you the bay. That's not his sword. That's not your horse. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh, never mind. Can Edith arrive at this point? Yeah, I think maybe that's Edith, Edith needs to be involved up. with this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's where Edith catches up to that crowd, right? Where she just saw Windrith with Catherine and with who now Windrith is, is a black dot with a streak of red hair just disappearing into the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Ludwig, Ludwig probably sees that, by the way. Yeah, no, for sure. We'll say that he does, and he's like, just And I no. think, um, I think a very, again, very unladylike, but uh, taking a book out. Uh, taking a page out of Martha's book of not caring, right? Uh, um, Edith runs to Catherine and she's, <clears throat> where's she, yeah. where she go? Where's she going? She did, what happened? Did she win? Amber, check the chat. Uh, she did. She's extraordinary. <laughs> and um, so, of course. <laughs> yeah, and in a way, like you see like uh, Edith smiles and she says like, she is that, she is that. Where is she going? And can I meet? And like, I, not to talk to myself, but uh, Edith looks at Paul and it's just like, I, I will I will be the Paul again. Hello. I think, <laughs> my job. I am here to be Paul. I think Edith just wants to get to Windrith. Oh, and ask to borrow the bay? Yeah, but I don't think, is, have we decided if Edith is a good writer? Uh, Windrith is enough. Windrith is booking it. Windrith I is headed takes the carriage headed to a destination that only Catherine knows. Oh, fair, fair. Okay, yeah. So in that case, uh, Edith is just looking around, lost. Um, Edith, why don't you come over to my estate this evening for some for some some drinks to you know. Um, Celebrate our our sportsmanlike run, and perhaps Windrith will make an appearance. Uh, yeah. At first, I start answering. Uh, I should see to my father. He's just give her a look. <laughs> I shall call upon you this evening. Yes, and perhaps, perhaps let your father know you'll be uh, spending the night in our guest room. Says, you know, a welcome guest. Uh, yeah, Edith looks very confused, but very hopeful um, and does kind of curtsy. Uh, Lady Ives, thank you for your hospitality. And uh, she scampers off and towards. Her. So <laughs> hopefully, honestly, I think she's going to go look for Xavier over her father, although Remington did want to have a serious conversation with her. So but she scampers off in the direction of the grandstand. Yeah, Xavier's just sitting in the stands. Like, all Remington wants to do is tell this kid it's okay, and she's completely, like, avoiding him. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> trying so hard to be like, it's he's like, okay. it's too late. She's dad. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, they have not been that close. You know, true, I mean? true, true, true. So Catherine and Xavier are the only ones with monologue tokens left, correct? Yep. Right. So one of those monologue tokens got must because four people have done monologues, so there should only be one token left. Yeah. I think I that Amber, I Catherine spent mine. has not. Well, you used one, Sarah. You said you used one on Xavier. Xavier got a second monologue because of that. I think oh, that I had. Right. I think I might have used mine. I can't remember. Okay. Hmm. I I have a, an idea of free for all on the monologue tokens. If there's a really good Amber, monologue, just take it. I was Amber, say, did you see the message I sent you? Yes, I just okay. saw that. I'm trying to think. You should send something direct to me. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Hmm. While they do that, maybe Edith thought because because we it, we have been uh, about two hours. Yeah, uh, <laughs> gotta start tying some bows. Yeah. Uh, so what? Have... Let's, let's do a quick rundown of like scenes we need to have is a Remington Edith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need to have another Xavier Mar- Xavier Martha. Hmm. Oh, we might not, though, actually. I don't think we need another Xavier Martha. Oh. Are we leaving it at the, uh, no, the meme? I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, think a nice, I think tying that up with a bow. Right? Well, no. In that Martha case, might be well, good. We, need, we need either a Xavier Martha or a Xavier scene. You know what I mean? Don't, mm. don't forget, though, I'm assuming, just like we had in the first time we played this game, Sarah, we'll have that final scene where it's after right yes. and it's what like is everyone epilogue. doing or what is happening the epilogue yeah yes so so there uh you do have an epilogue at the end of good society which i will go over when we get there yeah um what else do we need to have we need to have a um obviously we need to have a windrith and edith we need a showdown yeah ludwig constable you know so so i think these are the three slash four we need Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got an idea. I'm shooting by Troy. Um, one sec. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there needs to be a Xavier Martha scene because Xavier is just kind of leaving it. That was kind the of his fate? his goodbye to Martha. Yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah. Okay. That was his goodbye to Martha. You could do that at Remington Martha then because they didn't really resolve. We'll see. Whatever. So do we want to, I, th- I think Remington and Martha can be touched on in the epilogue. Yeah, that's the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. So do we want to have Remington and Edith before they leave the horse race? Sure. Yes, I think that's fine. Well, the bliss is plot. Yeah, hmm. um, and that makes sense because we did just see Edith um, walking away with an invitation to the Ives for mm-hmm. the night. Um, and she was looking for her father or Xavier or someone. And she finds her father, Remington. Yeah. I think that he he was he was looking for her because she ran off, so he excused himself from Martha and finds her. Uh, and Edith, why, why did you listen? You have to stop running off when I'm trying to talk to you. I know that running off is probably a family trait, but it, it's something we should work to change. Fair enough, Father. Uh, yes. What is it you wanted to discuss? I. <clears throat> um. Let us have this conversation, and tonight I must call upon the Ives estate for a dinner, a celebratory dinner for the sportsmanlike race. 
uh, where I will be spending the night. Fair enough. Uh, that's quite charitable of Catherine. Listen, again, this letter I received in this girl, Windrith. Yeah, Look, I haven't eyes just down. Always. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have always, I have not always been the best father. I I'm aware of that. I think perhaps walk with me back to the carriage while we talk. Yeah, walking and talking. Perhaps you, you don't know a lot of things about me or your mother. But I was married to Elizabeth under circumstances that were not ideal. And by that, I mean that I was very much in love with someone else, Martha. You've heard me talk quite often about her, but it, she was excommunicated by the church and my own father would not allow us to be married. So uh, Elizabeth was presented as a sensible solution. Well, and I did. And that was good for the family. And Edith's trying to like justify it. Right? It That's... was, but it wasn't good for me. Nor was it good for Martha. And ultimately, nor was it good for Elizabeth because I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And one of them was I, I tried to make her something that she was not. And because of that, well, she's not with us anymore. And I ran away from that. For your entire life, I ran away from everything. Uh, and I owe you an apology for that. And and I am truly sorry for that. You owe me no apologies, Father. I've I do. A life many could only dream you of. You have and... lived a life of material things, but I, I, I should have been there. And I also owe you more than that, because I cannot, regardless of what the family or what society expects, I cannot in good conscience... Having lived through it, allow my daughter to live through the exact same thing that certainly altered the trajectory of my life in a tremendous way. So what I am trying to say is that I am never ever going to stand in the way of your happiness with Windrith. Uh, yeah, and at that, she looks up at you. She's been very composed and she's accepting her lot in life kind of thing lately like it, she's been up and down it's roller coaster oh I, I have a chance to see winter tonight at the ives oh but what does it really mean I, she read the letter you know what i mean like uh, like mm -hmm. am i ever going to be able to even show my face around her again and then you say that and edith's face is you know it shows that hope hope is still there and uh she just kind of like smiles and she says well we shall see about that potential tonight i may have written a letter of my own describing my hesitance to engage in such a relationship given the expectations placed upon me by the society. And I fear someone as spirited and practical as Windrith will see my words for finality and may not be so open to the idea anymore. However, like you said, I must see this through to know whether or not this will change the trajectory of my life. And thank you. Daughter, I, he, he takes your hand and he goes, daughter, I, um, 
there's any advice I can give you is, is to, uh, you must go to her and you must explain how you feel. You cannot let it sit. I have let things like that sit for years and years and years and it's, you can't wanna, there's no place on this earth that you can go to get away from it. So you must go to her. And as far as society is concerned, I wouldn't be too concerned. We, uh, well, the Remingtons, the Hogwarts just came into a lot of money. And I think I've seen a lot of the world and I'm beginning to appreciate the beauty of our own hometown. I think there's things that might want to keep me here for a while, but it doesn't mean that there's things that you might not want to see out in the world. <laughs> uh, and I kind of, uh, Edith kind of like, like taps her father and just goes, oh, Papa, maybe you should bring more of the world here. Like that circus I asked for? And like just... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, she says, um, let us see where the night leads before I run away from anything. Perhaps we can all stay here. Fair enough. It's good by me. Yeah, it's fine by Right. See. And see. Okay. So, looking over our list, Troy, did you want to touch on that now? Because yeah, I think this is the last scene before the finale scene and epilogue. Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, Catherine knows that Ludwig is is looking for her. Catherine knows that she is in tremendous trouble if Ludwig finds her. Windrith. Sorry, Windrith. Windrith. Thank you. I was just talking to Amber extensively. Um, But Windrith knows that she's in big trouble if if Ludwig finds her. So she knows Ludwig saw her ride off from the racetrack, you know, and uh, she's absolutely positive that Ludwig is going to go to her house because that's where she knows that Windrith would go. But in a turn of events, that is not where Windrith goes. Windrith goes to a house that she has been to maybe once or twice before. Um, in fact, she's often left she's often left money at this house uh, to pay for her rent, and it is none other than Ludwig's house. She rides hard to get there. Um, it's getting dark now. Obviously, the race was kind of at sunset. Um, It's dark out. It's quiet. The town is empty because most of them were at the carnival and the ones that have come home are tired from a long day of, you know, revelry and excitement. And uh, she ties off the horse um, a ways away from the property as to be quiet and to not be seen. I'm going to say she ties it off to like, if there's a little bit of a wooded area, she ties it off to a tree because I I feel like that's very symbolic. And in the dark of night, she moves forward fast and quietly towards Ludwig's house. And she looks around to see if there are any lamps burning or anything that may indicate that he's home. And if he's, if he is not home, she will go inside and she will wait. And if she is home, she will wait till the lights go out. I will say that Ludwig was at the race, so he is likely not yet home. He probably took a detour to the Windrith family. Yeah. So the the house is uh, dark and empty. Okay. Catherine is going to invite all involved parties except for Banyard 
back to her estates to celebrate. Right? <laughs> Except for Barnyard. What a slap <laughs> in the face. Xavia, Edith, Windrith's family, her adorable brothers, her mom, like everyone <laughs> can come on back to the estates to celebrate tonight. Well, that's just poor form. <laughs> uh, Windrith's brothers are uh, astonished and the little ones are stoked because if they thought Edith was a princess, they look at Catherine, they're like, so that's the queen, right? <laughs> pretty much pretty much and a celebration she will have beautiful so Windrith will gain access to Ludwig's home and she will wait there in the dark and uh, we can be as vague about this as you want Christian we don't have to necessarily role play anything I'm fine with this. I'm I'm down for getting killed. Twitch Um, terms of service. You just Uh, you just hear the and fumbling around the dark, and then the click of like a hammer getting pulled back. No, 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 yeah, or the or the and then and then it gets wet and gurgling. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So you're waiting in the dark, and you hear um you you hear some drunken singing kind of like stumbling down towards the house in, in the, in the mother tongue of whatever we never did. Ludwig is like Dutch or Irish or whatever. We never figured out what the hell. Not he Irish, was. not Irish. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and so you hear just like, this fucking key is so done. You hear like stumbling and he like drops the keys and you're like more stumbling has to pick him up and you're just you're sitting in the dark like waiting for this guy and finally the door opens and is fucking bitch I gotta find you and he kind of stumbles in and uh, you get ready but then you hear like chamber pot <laughs> just like peas so it's like a stream but he's like kind of like wavering there peeing and do you want to look him in the eyes when you do it? Or are you going to come up and it's awesome? Do you want a final moment? I think I think I would like it to be quiet. And um, it's just, I've got a knife. And I'm right. just going to make it quick and, and, and quiet. And that's it. And there's okay. not going to be a word shared between us. He um, never knew what hit him. <laughs> cold and efficient. Yep. And, uh, and there is a particular place that I drag this body. Well, I bring it to the horse and then I bring it to a site that we've used once before for maybe a similar purpose and i uh i unceremoniously dump ludwig's fat fucking corpse uh in that spot and i uh i kind of look up at the moon and look up at the stars and try to get a gauge of the time and um i imagine it's getting it's a very deep lake i like that (laughs) And uh, I'm trying to get a gauge of time, and I and I realize that it's probably close to midnight. And you've I got me. about 15 minutes to midnight, and it is a 20 to 25 minute ride to the Ives. Yeah, yep. I think about that, and um, I think about I can't help but think about letting Catherine down because I said I would try to be there. And uh, yeah, I just think about all of the incredible moments of friendship that we've shared. Um, but and I of course I think about Edith, you know. But there is one thing that I think about, and it's always been on the forefront of my mind, which is my family. 
And I take the opportunity to ride to my home, hoping to see all of my family, many of which are gone at the party. Um, I don't know if maybe mom and dad stayed behind because of dad's condition. That's up to you, Sarah. Or went uh, home early because, you know. Or went home weird. early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll maybe say. Maybe having they, the little, littlest ones or something. Who knows? I'll say that they, they left uh, Connor in charge of the little ones. Uh, and, uh, but your parents are back at the house. Okay. So I go home and um, they're probably sleeping at this time. And uh, I walk in really quietly and um, I look and see, you know, my mom and dad and they're sleeping in their bed and um, they look so peaceful. The only time when they look like they're not plagued with suffering and just fucking life kicking them in the teeth is when they're asleep. And um, I just lean down and I softly kiss my mom on the forehead. And then I walk over to the other side of the bed and um, I just just grab my dad's hand just ever so slightly. And I just whisper something in his ear and you can't quite hear it. And I kiss him softly on the head. And then when I, you know, open my hand, um, you see his medal is there in his hand. And with that, I leave Catherine's horse and I take the, I take the horse of my family's, uh, you know, the one that they use to work the land. And uh, I ride off into the night. So you do not go to the Ives estate? I do not go to the Ives estate. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. During the party at the Ives estate, it's quite lively early on. There's lots of people here. Martha, Xavier, Remington, everybody. Um, Catherine makes a point to pull, especially um, Remington, Edith, and her eldest brother, Connor, aside. At different points during the evening, not all at once, <laughs> so it does not look suspicious. And to make sure that they know very well that he, that um, Windrith was here at the party all night. She won't explain anything further, but she'll give them a look of absolute certainty. Like, just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, you have to get too into it. But like, what are what are Catherine's thoughts on Connor? I mean, I know Catherine is obviously single, and Connor is a strong and handsome young lad who works hard and isn't from this place <laughs> so he's not corrupt and full of shit we'll see how he handles this alibi job before making any sure. determinations <laughs> uh, connor so connor would he knows Catherine, and he knows windrith trusts Catherine with her life yeah and so therefore connor's a smart enough boy to know he also trusts Catherine. Mm-hmm. uh and with with her bringing this up he he pauses for a minute and then sees the look and then understands at least this is a, oh, this is important. And she goes, yeah, of course. I don't know why anyone would think otherwise, ma'am. She is the, she is the, the, um, the guest of honor. Of course. To give my pat on the shoulder, good lad. And continue mingling about. I'm tempted to say sure. Edith. Yeah, yeah, Edith, you get the same sort of thing. Like, but I don't think you're at midnight, but this is before midnight. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if she'd take it as well. I mean, she will keep the secret. She understands the the context, the implication. Um, because I think Edith, at some point, knew about the Ludwig constable thing. You know, maybe, but even then, she understands the severity in your tone, but. 
you say you're not going to elaborate, which is fine, but she says something along the lines of, but I, I must speak with her. She'll be here at midnight. She's just running a little late. Okay. Yeah. In that case. She'll give her hand a little squeeze. Yep. <laughs> little hand squeeze. She adores you. Yep. And Edith. Uh, yep. 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 I, I know. Fuck me. Squeezes <laughs> back. And, uh, and waits. So many hand squeezes of solidarity. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I think at this party, Martha has a few drinks. <laughs> and yeah. she is, she is musing with Xavier. Oh. Right now, Xavier assuming Xavier comes to the party, he was invited. Jess, does he come? He does come to the party. He does come to the party. Yep, he's there. Xavier, why is it in this society, in all its goodness, <laughs> that women always have to choose between losses? Seems rather unfair. And she's looking at poor Edith looking so crestfallen right now across the room. Why can't we just have it all? Because life isn't fair, my dear. You know that. (sighs) Why can't this time around, the second time around, I have both? And she looks like Xavier. <laughs> she just went full full Vikings. <laughs> Martha is now Ragnar. <laughs> and she just quirks an eyebrow a little bit. <laughs> Summer and winter and all the seasons between. <laughs> and that was the last year of the dry vineyard. <laughs> I don't want to choose. You make me happy. Remington makes me happy. My dear. (laughs) (laughs) Just looks across the desk and just look at him. (laughs) That's Canada's ass. (laughs) Look at him. (laughs) Look at you when she like holds his jaw for a minute. I'm fabulously wealthy. Even what you lost is not even a dent. (laughs) Hmm. You could travel with an experienced guide. (laughs) Back at Remington. So experienced. (laughs) You're always so daring, Martha. You really know. That's why you love me. You really know how to push the envelope. Never have to do anything you don't wish to. But I figured again, I'd let you know the truth. And (laughs) the truth is, I don't want to choose. I love you. And it's been some time since I've been well acquainted with Remington, but... It'd be a lie to say I have not held a candle for him all these years. Oh my. 
You don't have to decide tonight. She'll kiss him on the cheek again. Oh, my. No, Martha, no. I never want you to have to choose. I've always wanted to give you your heart's desire, and if this is it, let's see where it goes. I have to be there. I need to see the look on Remington's face. You are... You are going to surprise him. <laughs> and she will she will chuckle. And uh, at some point, Remington will turn and just see Martha just, the cat that ate the canary grin, staring at him. And oh whatever God. the fuck is happening on Xavier's face at this moment. James <laughs> is just like, this changes my plans a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I so. had different plans, but oh my goodness. Technically, you can still travel. just because uh we're coming up on the end and i think Catherine, you're the only one that hasn't had the opportunity to monologue right it is i she's gonna go to the stables after yeah windrith doesn't show up because she was supposed to meet her there too and with edith and i'm sure they're gonna wait a long long time and eventually Catherine is going to tell edith i'm so sorry love she mean the world to her i'm sure she'd be here something must have tied her up she's just gonna keep waiting she doesn't give up she uh she just looks and she says "Mm, i'll stay you can go to sleep i want to give another hand squeeze but it's been too many (laughs) it has been too many she'll just sigh and um She'll leave Edith to herself. She knows she needs some time alone. But as Catherine is leaving down the quite extensive stables, she stops by that same stall that she had paused at before. The one with the fresh score and the old polished wood. And she'll open the gate and let herself in. There's never any horses in this stall. And she walks the small straw-filled area, scuffs it over with her shoe to look at the mark there. She just looks around the stables for a moment in this stall. And she smiles. It's a smile of satisfaction, but not joy. Because she knows whatever's happened. Wind gutter guy. And then she'll head back on inside. Night goes on. It's an Ives party, so it's a good time for everyone involved, despite the varying degrees of emotional damage that are going on throughout the estate and its grounds. And the night slowly fades to darkness. Everyone there finds a guest room is is able to to rest their weary feet the the early boys uh are astonished at what large beds look like and <laughs> and <It's> so squishy <laughs> what do they call these things those are apple pies <laughs> these are so much better than mud pies <laughs> uh the uh, hold on, scrolling up to see the names. Uh, little Daniel, the the youngest, 
uh, <laughs> takes it upon himself to construct the finest pillow fort uh, the Ives have ever seen. <laughs> because he has never seen so many pillows in one place. <laughs> However many rooms Remington, Martha, and Xavier take up, no one questions it. <laughs> <laughs> it just but Remington's, probably like, Remington's probably like, well, you know, the rumors about me and Thomas were true, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, oh my. <laughs> and for for like a minute is these dirty old swingers just corrupt this young <laughs> academic this is a whole other story y'all <laughs> for a minute joffrey thinks he's going to have a peaceful night <laughs> for one minute oh, for, no. for one minute uh edith just waits in the stables and the, the ground gets uncomfortable, so she sits her sits herself on a hay bale just to get off the floor. And despite her greatest efforts to stay up, around 3 a.m., sleep finally kicks her. And she ends up falling asleep on top of the hay in her muddy finery. So now, we move to our epilogue. And the way I, I've done it a couple different ways, but I think I would like to do the epilogue the way we do our between, you know, our re-intros where each person just tells me what happens with their character. I just need to go before Edith. That's all. Fair. Why don't we start with Catherine? All right. Uh, Catherine is uh, some beautiful, beautiful new foals um, that she is very excited to rear up. Little mix of Old Bay and Maid of the Lake. They are going to be extraordinary animals. They're so full of life. She loves working with them out in the pastures. It's summer now and they're... They're young and spry and full of life, and they bring her a spot of joy. She doesn't think so much of that stall anymore. Once in a while, she pays a visit. Once in a while, she pays a visit to a tranquil little lake that she's um, known too well with an old friend. But for the most part, her life is full of life, and she's, uh, she stopped wearing her morning blacks. She's wearing color again and lace and light things and whatever pleases her. And she doesn't care so much what people say about her hair or her attire or her attitude. She is pretty damn, pretty damn wealthy. And she's um, really filling her father's shoes with her business acumen, her eye for horses, the pears she's producing, the animals she's rearing up in training. Um, she's winning more races. She's riding in a few herself now. Um, and her life is good. Sometimes she wonders about her old friend, but she likes to think that her life is good too, wherever she's made it. She's, uh, now that Ludwig's estates have opened up, it was 
nothing to purchase and grow the Ives estates themselves. So Windrith's farm, her family's land and whatnot belongs to the Ives, but they are paid fair wages, good wages for working the land. Their lives have been made more comfortable. They are friends of the family. They are welcome over. Um, they are educated. And um, she sees a lot of her friend in her friend's younger siblings. Um, they're kind. Windrith had been through a lot, but it never made her unkind, even though it made her cold sometimes. And Catherine admires that. And she sees that in her siblings. And that is something she is glad to protect and nurture. So, um, yeah, the kids have a choice. Uh, they can, I'm sure they're still working the farm as their family had done for a long time, but they're also welcome to work with the horses if any of them are taking a liking to it. Catherine is more than happy to have the extra hands. Um, I will say, actually, uh, Philip, the 13-year-old, the middle of the boys, um, was the one that uh, had had the most interest in horses growing up but never really had a chance to. So he, once Catherine realizes his interest, he's the one that would definitely fall into her wing and want to learn more. She makes sure that he learns on Maid, in particular. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Let's move over to Xavier. Um, yeah, so after a, a, a fun night with Martha and Remington... <laughs> Or maybe a Jesus. or maybe a couple of fun nights. Um, I think Xavier really wants to still he hasn't quite figured out what who he is and what his life is. So he he kind of leaves Martha a note just saying um he had all this time with her and she has this time now to reconnect with an old flame. And um that Xavier had overheard a business conversation from an old student of his named Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he hopes business. Something about Lefroig. <laughs> yeah. He um he hopes to pay Martha back for all the money that he lost. So he's going to travel the world on this business vet adventure and hopefully promote this product and Jesus, uh, repay Martha back. And hopefully after he's gained some world experience, maybe he can join Martha and Remington again. <laughs> Once he's uh figured out some more even footing, (laughs) and I will say Xavier, Xavier and Paul, yeah, Lefroy writes back, (gasps) and they're and they're interested. (laughs) So in a weird way, Xavier and Paul fall into a kind of partnership and find success with the Lefroy brothers, the Johnson brothers. Johnston, something. Yeah. yeah. The, the Lefroy jo- Bros. Johnson, yeah. Johnson Brothers. Nice. So mm-hmm. it takes him time, but Xavier does well for himself. Nice. Yep. Get to is. see quite a lot of the world peddling Lefroy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Christian, let's talk about Remington. So Remington is done running away from the things that he's been running from. Uh, and he's ready to, he's faced up with a lot of things. He's ready to um, 
assume some responsibilities that he's been avoiding. Um, and he's not going to go anywhere this time. Uh, he's, he's pretty much done traveling. Uh, and he also has a daughter who's very, very brokenhearted. So part of what he's going to do is he takes some of his winnings. And um, I like to think that uh, he has some sort of kind of come to Jesus meeting with Catherine at some point where he admits that they, that they uh, fixed the race to lose and he bet it the bet the wrong way. Uh, but provide some, <laughs> but provide some of those, those winnings to her to make sure that Windrith's family is well taken care of and educated. And uh, just, just as they are welcome in the Ives estate, he, he does everything uh, in his power and instructs Joffrey to do the same, to make sure that those, those children uh, have advantages that they would not otherwise are educated uh, and he's going to make sure the money is set aside for them for when they go into the society, uh, regardless of what they decide to do. And he's also going to, uh, oh, nice. He enjoys the letters he receives from Xavier. <laughs> just, just put Xavier's, Xavier's given his letters during his travels. Uh, him and Martha, I like to think, um, stay close by. Don't give a shit about what everybody thinks about them. <laughs> I like to and, think they raised some hell as if they were young. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do absolutely. juvenile shit together. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. Pretty there soon are, they're off the social character calendar because are, people uh, don't invite them anymore. They're, they're like out there are, like pushing crops down in the shape of a dick in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, there, like, <laughs> there are a couple of rumors uh, of reports of uh, Remington helping Martha climb a tree. <laughs> Yep, that's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, no. That's up to interpretation, fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And so I would think that uh, he's found his place where he wished he had been all along, so he's very happy with Martha. And they, and they remain young at heart for a long time to come. But he also remains very close and concerned with Edith. I think we need to find out what she does next. Windrith. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Windrith. So, Windrith's epilogue comes in the form of a letter that is written to Catherine. It says, Catherine, my dearest Catherine Ives. And this is some months later now. It's summer. It's been, I don't know, six months or however long. About six months, yeah. Yeah. This is the first time you've heard from Windrith. And the letter says, um, Catherine, I've missed you so much. I hope you and your family are doing well. She says, I've been on the road for quite some time now, but I've finally settled down. She says, I have a small um, cottage in the woods, about four miles north of a small little town. Um, and she says the name. She says, it has this beautiful cobblestone bridge. I've been there once before. She says, the cottage isn't much. It's small, but I've built it with my own hands and it's sturdy. She says it keeps out the cold. It's not too far from a small stream. And at nighttime, when I try to sleep, sometimes it calms me. She says, and in the morning when I wake up, I hear the birds chirping and the small woodland creatures scurrying about without a care. It's a beautiful place, and I think you would love it. 
she says, but I do miss horses. I do miss riding. And sometimes I feel alone. Sometimes when there's thunder and it's storming outside, I go to this small meadow, not too far from my plot of land. And when the rain pours, I take off my riding boots and I just dance and I dance in the rain. I wonder, Catherine, do you think she's ever danced in the rain? I would give everything to have one dance with her in the rain. Perhaps you can meet me here someday. I'll give you the best address I know to get to me. There's a small trail that leads off north into the woods. You can find me there. You're the greatest friend I've ever known. And I know you're taking care of my family. I love you, Catherine. And maybe I'll see you again soon. Windrith. You're Eat it. A road trip. Can we zoom in on Barnard? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Catherine, it's obviously up to you whether or not you share that letter with uh, Edith. Oh yes, we're taking a road trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she yeah, she will definitely um before she shares it with Edith, she will make sure that she tells um Edith's family and not Edith's family uh Windrith's okay. family that she's heard from her and she's all right and um. As soon as she knows that she can share more information, she will. She's sure that they'll be seeing each other again soon. Um, I will say, when Catherine does tell Windrith's family, she's gonna, she's gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. She uh, just barely sees Windrith's dad's hand twitch, and if you reach out for his hand, he yeah, will she give does. yours a gentle squeeze Aww. as best he can. She'll tell him that she's made a home with her own hands and that he would be proud. And you can tell by his eyes that he is. We gotta go on a road trip. I'm gonna find that mopey, angsty teenage girl. <laughs> and be like, get your shit. If you don't know how to ride well, you're gonna learn real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of mopey, mopey, angsty teenage girl. Yeah. She's yeah. Going, unless she doesn't want to go. That's also a possibility. I'm not going to tell her where we're going. I'm going to tell her to get her shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, I had written down here because um, I didn't know what Troy was going to say. I just had uh, Edith becomes a Martha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At least you prepared. Nice. Um, but I think that given what Windrith has sent to Catherine, I think the better version of that is i think edith in a way she never got to explain herself the letter she never got to um know if it was something that you know even though everybody told her what she meant to windrith she didn't hear it from windrith and she didn't get to explain herself and over time those feelings just kind of festered and uh, there were two options, and it was dwell on them or let them go. And she could never let them go. So she learned to live with them in different ways. Six months go by, and uh, 
she's enjoying the letters she's getting from Xavier after he leaves. She's loving that. She's loving um, the freedom that comes with, um, you know, the peerage and money and, and these connections. Um, her father and Martha are a thing, and that's interesting. It's like they're cute and disgusting. Yeah, she distances <laughs> herself from them plenty. Uh, however, both of them are loaded, so she, at this point, doesn't see the need to marry. She sees what it's done for Martha. She sees what happiness can be, etc. And uh, with a father like Remington and a mother figure like Martha, there's no pressure to do so. Um, in fact, people are like, don't marry Edith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's bad. Again, it's bad for the family line. It's bad for the name. It's bad for all that stuff. But Edith doesn't, Edith doesn't care, I don't think. Um, because in that letter, she said something along the lines of, I would send you baby's breath, but more the life unborn. Because if it's not about an heir, you know what I mean? And she's not, she's 16. You know, she's not thinking about that right now. So she 100% joins Catherine in a We're going on a road trip. trip and I tell you where <laughs> um because she probably hasn't she's probably spoken to Catherine she's probably stayed in touch um they're probably not close you know um Edith never was like in any of these circles I guess the closest person she was friends with was Xavier you know and then that you know that weird thruple thing happened. I was just gonna say and then but, your parents banged him by all means whatever your relationship looks like but yeah, from brother, brother to daddy yeah, yeah right um so yeah, I'm so happy I'm so glad you're happy father but that is disgusting please don't do that where I can tell so, so all do I have but here, I'm not home yeah I think that that visit is cathartic i think it is a whirlwind of emotions and romance but does it rain end, it rains it and does. we dance in it oh and when they're go when they're going on the road trip and edith doesn't know where they're going Catherine's bringing an extra horse and she doesn't explain why <laughs> ah. <laughs> they're um, taking they're riding and taking an extra horse <laughs> yeah i but i don't know and then it becomes obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. Does. Uh, the question is, does Edith stay there? That's what I was going to ask. You know, as opposed yeah. to. There's no bringing when uh, does Wynn want to go back, though, because of her family. Yeah. You know I mean? She doesn't have to stay. Either. Yeah. Things yeah, people I mean... talk and things blew over, but nobody missed Ludwig. I would like to think that, that you know, Catherine and Catherine and Zay, Catherine and Remington probably also can apply some bribes very liberally to make sure that that goes away and nobody questions what happened to Ludwig because he was a douche anyway. I was just going to say, like, they're Windrith, right. Like, um, no one's looking for Ludwig, probably. Windrith probably says something along the lines of she has um, everything that she could ever need right here in front of her. And wherever Edith goes, she'll follow. Mm. In that case, she says it's all you. It's always been all you. I would never deprive you of your brothers, and I think you'll be surprised to see how they've adapted to a little <laughs> bit of support. <laughs> the two youngest ones are learning to be chefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're cooking. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's yeah, awesome. then in that case, we head back. 
But I think we often return to this cottage. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. And as the three return back to the Harcourt Manor, uh, Windruth is, is caught up on everything that has happened over the past six months. She reunites with her parents and with her brothers. It takes her a minute to find Philip until Catherine explains that he's been in the stables all morning trying to uh, train the foals because one of them has been very rude about eating. Uh, and Windrith, when you see him, it's like seeing a tiny version of yourself because mm. he reacts to things very similar to how you did. Oh, you should see you should you should see him you should see him on Maid. <laughs> tearing around the fields and things are different for everyone that things aren't always good but they are in a way nothing's perfect but everything just kind of fits and eventually xavier and paul come back from their tour across europe and hell they go on a trip to canada together and Xavier's finally able to understand the northern lights that Remington was talking about that one time and he's then damn it Remington was right they're gorgeous and over time people grow and things are quiet for now in good society and thank you everyone for joining us on this hell of a ride Cat ride. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And now everyone can understand why I talk about this game so much and why I'm really annoying about it. It's good. Good stuff. That was awesome. The drama creates itself and the plot creates it. It's all you have to do is know how to tell a part of a story and everything falls into place. And say yes and, right? Yes. You have to go with, you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. weird things i i joked earlier you, let me see Amber. if i could find it i <laughs> two murders and a wedding <laughs> i i joked earlier about uh one person getting distracted by a horse in our in our zoom chat here and i said no the whole plot got distracted by a horse yeah for really yeah. did it happened with complete coincidence troy and i yeah. both made our characters and i was like she's a horse person and troy was like Windrith is horse. They're They're horse a horse person. And then you're like, everything will be about horses. And I was Christian literally, and I was literally say, like, hey, this guy's not gonna have a shitty horse to show up with. So, uh, like his horse has spinning rims. He just <laughs> <laughs> uh, side doors. Thank you all so much for watching or listening. However, you are viewing this, whether it's live on Twitch or afterwards on YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate all of the viewership, and we also appreciate your patience with our schedules. The after know. credit, the after credit scene is just—it's like a—it's like an outhouse, and you just hear Bonnie like shooting. He goes, Bonnie. All the gravel he ate. <laughs> 
If you like what you see here, consider following <laughs> us. Why not? You can follow us on all the social media. The social media. Follow us on all the social media at DMs After Dark. You can email us one-on-one at dmsafterdark at gmail.com. And if you just search DMs After Dark on any of your favorite local podcast apps, we will be there uh, between recordings from this and our podcast podcast modified roles. Uh, if you do like us and you see us through a podcast, consider giving us a rate and review. Uh, last I checked, we had three five-star reviews, which is super cool That's and super amazing, amazing throughout the podcast. So <laughs> thank you so much. We That's really appreciate 15 that. Stars. <laughs> <laughs> like a chef with a bunch of stars on our hats. For once, I will not say I'm sorry. I would instead uh, like everyone to to like to end tonight's stream with everyone giving their best bye. And good night, you nerds. Stay lovely. Who made this character again for me to play? It was Rainy. It was Rainy. Fantastic.